Welcome to the one one. BJ Ryan here. Episode one hundred and forty seven is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. And it's absolutely outstanding to be back in one one HQ alongside the Perth Racing Guru Terry Layton. How was it, Terry? Ah, uh, very good. How is it? <laughs> how is it? How is it? How is it? You turned South African. Today. <laughs> how how was it? <laughs> Uh, how is it? It's very, uh, it's well, it's very well. It's, uh, it's good to be in amongst the, the big racing. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a lot going on, isn't it? It's all happening. Yeah, mm. it feels like, I know I've already said it a few weeks ago, but it feels like it's all sort of starting to happen this week. We've got yep. sort of railway stakes and, uh, and winter bottom stakes lead-ups, major ones coming this weekend. But uh, more importantly, how was your little sojourn? Sojourn. To the uh, Cox Plate. Yes, I've said this before and I said it again, very hard not to have a good time in Melbourne um, when the racing or football is involved. But uh, two nights at, uh, well, two days at Mooney Valley Friday and Saturday and went out and- Get South- wet? Uh, no, 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 I didn't actually. Um, Trumpet. The, no, no, it was, the, it was more the, uh, the, uh, the lightning that impacted Friday night. But, ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah so- um, Was it scary? You were on course, was it a bit- Concerning? Were you worried about your safety? Ah, uh, no, not really. Just the, I was worried about the. There was a couple of horses out on the track when the um, when the in the lead up to the Manicato Stakes, Cool mm-hmm. the the, the favourite. She was actually being led um, by the clerk clerk of the course when that um, big thunderclap happened, and uh, I think everyone thought the grandstand was <laughs> was caving in. It was it was uh, yeah, it was very loud. But uh, luckily, no one was injured, and uh, I think actually the Manicato moving to to Saturday ended up um, being quite a good thing. Actually, um, eleven races on Saturday it was a long day at Mooney Valley, but um, yeah, the only the only issue or complaint I would have is that because um, there were so many people there on the Saturday, the network jammed up, so lots of people couldn't get bets on, and there was a lot of turnover that uh, went to waste with people mm. unable to, to use their mobile phones. Um, so that would be my only suggestion to the Mooney Valley Race Club just to get on top of uh, that for their big days. They'd, but be, they'd be listening to I reckon. Yeah, for sure. They'd be tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, a magical weekend in, in Melbourne celebrating my dad's 76th birthday with my uncle and my cousin. So, fantastic. Jimmy? The only the only, the, the only other real sour note was that Penny's, Penny's a few mm. didn't quite didn't quite get the uh, get the bickies there for Uncle Pete and uh, Brad McManus and all the crew last Saturday. But no, um, some excuses I think. I think so. a bit of a tough old deck to make ground centrally. Uh, maybe a touch disappointing, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be throwing uh, throwing Penny out just yet. I'm sure she'll still be winning. Plenty of listed races, as Brad's been telling us. Should we go on East and winning? You might be going East next year and watching her on Cox Plate Day in Melbourne. Perhaps, perhaps. Yes, uh, oh, fantastic, okay. fantastic weekend, uh, long weekend in um, in Melbourne. But uh, back into it this week and, yeah, there's a lot happening. We've got Asian Bow Stakes, um, Prince of Wales Stakes this Saturday. Um, a few dramas going on as well, uh, especially, well, yesterday the phone was ringing off the hook it was backwards back and forwards with um dan morton who's a who's a client of mine and uh yeah so kiss and all for those who aren't up to scratch uh aren't up to speed with what happened yesterday kiss and all for cheeks is um she was entered in the empire rose stakes big group one million dollar race at flemington this saturday and when they did the manual barrier draw um there was 20 acceptors and there was only 19 marbles in the uh in the barrier draw so uh the last horse out was a horse called yearning and there was no there was no barrier there's no number to give uh to give that mare so the stewards decided 14 was the only um was the number that was missing that wasn't in the uh in the barrel so she got given 
14. Uh, and then they decided that that, wasn't, that was an unfair way of doing things. So they put all, they put 19 marbles back into the barrel and they decided to draw one out for yearning. And, um, and then everything would adjust from there. And as it happened, yearning drew 14 once again. <laughs> so, so, and then um, half the day progressed. And in the meantime, Kiss on All Four Cheeks had drawn barrier 19, which was just an absolute gut punch to uh, Dan and Nick Ryan and the connections for her, uh, especially if she's eligible for a million dollar bonus if she wins that race on, uh, on Saturday. And um, anyway, so after uh, a lot of conjecture and uh, social media and probably some pressure from connections, they decided that the initial barrier draw was tainted. They redrew the whole field electronically and kissing all four cheeks ended up with barrier 12. So um, moved in a touch and yearning ended up with barrier 15. So <laughs> after all that, there was a few winners and losers, but uh, a few dramas. And there was a lot of dramas uh, in regards to the, uh, the Golden Eagle field yesterday as well. A lot of... Uh, lot of um, there's a few issues Made there. Made a 20-horse race thing, didn't they? It, they increased the field size and adjusted a horse's rating just to make sure that it got a run. <laughs> run oh, dear. So that was Vic Stewart's, New South Wales Stewart's. So uh, surely it's uh, only a matter of time before I hold my beer from the purse. Uh, I was going to say, Eric and... <laughs> I reckon they would have seen it and said, all right, is that, is, that the, is, that the best, is that the best you can do? Watch this. <laughs> Watch this space this weekend. But uh, no, it was good. Uh, Belgravia Stakes last weekend, Northern Cup, feature races. We've got feature races this weekend. Plenty happening. We've also got Melbourne Cup Day feature races as well with the Burgess Queen. And we'll be talking with the uh, the trainer of the Burgess, likely Burgess Queen favourite, Amelia's Jewel, very shortly, Terry. But... Last week we did um, highlight the uh, the Margaret River Coast Trek. Tanya Harvey and her friends are uh, raising funds for um, for Team Robbie Harvey, and all that money is going to Beyond Blue Mental Health and Wellbeing Support Organisation. So it's a 35 kilometre uh, walk from Hamlin Bay to Preverley, which they'll be doing um, tomorrow. So Terry, they had a big day out at Ascot last Saturday, raising funds on course, and they had the the Robbie Mo Harvey Memorial um, that was won by um, big, screen. big screen, of course, led all the way. Um, so. Part of that, um, lots of uh, little the uh, what do you call them? Lapel, pin, lapels, yeah, yes. no, not the pin, the little ribbons, yes, the ribbons, yeah, lots of the ribbons had one on, and our whole group had one on, so it was, I think uh, they raised a thousand dollars there last Saturday on course, yep. Uh, but in total, Tanya and uh, the team for Robbie Harvey has so far raised over $14,000. Um, Tremendous. And uh, the goal, sorry, was for a minimum of $2,000. So they've well and truly exceeded that. Um, so what we did last last uh, week's edition, Terry, um, was we the Get Out Stakes. So if you we, we made it a super-duper mega Get Out Stakes where if you donated to the Robbie Harvey Fund and you happen to win the Get Out Stakes, you would get a $100 meat pack from Market City Meats and a $100 gift voucher from the Mundaring Hotel. The winner last week, unfortunately, um, didn't donate or didn't get an opportunity to donate to the Robbie Harvey Fund and missed the the uh, the bonus there. So he, Tim Judd, uh, sorry, um, Tim Dunleavy, he got, still got his meat pack, $50 meat pack from Market City Meats. So I spoke to Timmy Hewitt during the week and he wants to run it back. He wants to go again. So on this week's episode, we're going again. If you win the Get Out Stakes this Saturday and you have donated to the Robbie Harvey Fund, all, all donation, previous donations will be um, honoured. So if you do that and do that, then you'll once again be eligible for the, the $100 
um, Market City Meats and the $100 Mundaring Hotel Guru. Very good. Yeah. Make sure you A, donate yeah. and B, back a winner in the last. Yes. So, uh, yes. More importantly, donate. Yeah. Yeah. It does, any, any, any amount is fine. It's just, uh, it's just an opportunity for, for us at the 1 1, Timmy Hewitt at the um, Market City Meats, Ian O'Connor at the Mundaring Hotel and uh, everyone just to just continue supporting fundraising for Beyond Blue and um, and good luck to Tanya Harvey and her friends when they uh, when they do the thirty five kilometer coast trek walk down in Margaret River starting tomorrow morning. So, um, but yeah, we'll discuss that later in the show as well when we get to race nine the get out stakes. But for now, let's bring in the man Simon A. Miller. Always a pleasure to have one of the best in the business on the one ones. Let's bring him in, Simon A. Miller. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, BJ Terry. Hope you're well. Very well, very well. Now, quickly, we'll start on uh, on the filly, Amelia's Jewel. Um, got the chockies in the uh, first up in the Belgravia last Saturday. What did you make of the performance? And I guess from our listeners' point of view, we see that the acceptances have just come out for the Burgess Queen on Tuesday. What is the what is Plan A moving forward with this uh, superstar filly? So she'll go Burgess Queen, and then we'll just assess off the back of that whether we go champion filly then a guineas or just into a guinea. I suppose we've got to be mindful that the two races we want to gun down are the Guineas and the Northerly, just mm-hmm. how we get there. Um, the Phillies are on the Big Bash series, so you've got to watch them closely and make sure you're doing the right thing by them. So she comes through the running good order, so um, that makes my job easy to start with now. And then and now we've just got to prepare her for Tuesday. But uh, she's drawn wide, which I think is a good thing in that race because mm-hmm. um, we, we can go when we want to go and you know, like I didn't mind drawing one the other day because there were some good horses around us who knew they'd take into the straight, but there's a few in this that you wouldn't want to get stuck behind. So I think drawing wide's good. So um, were you a little bit, there was obviously a bit of public conjecture about uh, Amelia's uh, two trials leading into that first up run. Uh, I was one of a few that wasn't sure if she'd returned quite the same horse and she could go with a horse like Snow Dome. Were you, I know publicly you were always very confident and you, but were you, did you have any little niggles or little concerns? Because on, on occasion, sometimes the two-year-olds don't come back as strong a racehorse. Did you have any of those concerns um, before she? hit the track first up? I, d- I didn't have any concerns because you look at all our top juveniles that have raced for us, they've come back and raced at three, four, five. Mm-hmm. So we pick we mm. pick the eyes out of which ones we put a bit of pressure on. Um, I suppose people from the outside could see those trials and were wondering where she at. Um, but I hadn't pulled the trigger at any stage at home in proper work. And we had pretty bad winter where the track's, uh, we were losing gallops due to lightning or, or rain-affected tracks, and then sometimes the surfaces weren't up to standard through no fault of anyone. just Mother Nature was cruel. So I was always just looking after her. And then, you, you know, I'm mindful she's a filly and she's on a pretty solid campaign and you got to constantly back up. So I held her hand in those trials. So I knew where I was at and what I was doing, but I can understand why people were on the chat about whether they're in her corner or, or not. Um, but I suppose the easy, to answer your question in the easiest way was I, the Tuesday before 
Um, she raced in the Belgrave Road, let the handbrake go, and she just belted up. And it was like, well, mm-hmm. you've still got it. So uh, it was just a ridiculous time with ease. So, um, and sorry, you know, I'd, only, no, you know, I'd only given her two gallops, proper hit out going to the races, and that was one. And the other time was in between her first and her second trial. I just wanted to make sure that she still had it because I hadn't put her under pressure. So, uh, But I can understand where everyone was sort of up and arms. So Simon, have you have you ever yeah, just rejog my memory, have you ever had a three year old head towards the eighteen hundred now northerly before, like as their target race? So is, is this new territory for you? Uh for Phillies it is. So yep. I had Akinar Star, he ran That's third right. in it yep. and he was he was awfully unlucky as they were going around the back straight there the first time he got lost his spot and got pushed through the rail and still picked himself up around third. So but his was easy because he was you know, they're two weeks, two weeks, two weeks all the way through. Um, Phillies, oh, you just got to be so mindful of Lady Cosmology. I could have gone down that path. That's right. Yes, but but she's a different filly to Amelia's Jewel. Like Lady Cosmology, um, you know, Amelia's Jewel, you'd hold her hand and she's the one you'd let beat the parents. Whereas Lady Cosmology, <laughs> she'd put she'd put four around your head, and if you left the nightclub at midnight, she'd call you a pussy. You know? like she, was, she was she was just that aggressive, um, and so she was down that path. But the backups would never worry her because she's so tough and strong. Whereas this one's fatigued. So uh, horses for courses, but uh, so to answer your question, uh, I've trained her totally different, knowing that I want to have her right for the the guineas and the hopefully the northerly. That's what that's I guess the point that that I was getting at with with yeah. Amelia's jewel. She she was just a dominant two year old, but with the one and a half million dollar you know eighteen hundred meter race in mind, you know, and you're a trainer who who is historically gets them ready to go first up, second up, bang bang. You know, like you you get them fit and firing and well, but you just have to. The, the timing to get her cherry ripe for her two grand finals is is going to be the key, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. And it was a bit of thrill-seeker moment training for the Belgravia because I knew I had a fault enough to win, but I had heaps of room for improvement. Um, so you've got to get that balance right where you haven't heard a post-race from the first up run because you've got to quickly get her back into the regime for the Melbourne Cup day. So... Uh, it's a bit of a thrill-seeker training program if you do it that way, but if you get it right, then you hopefully get rewarded down the track with the bigger races in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So so plan A is Burgess Queen, Guineas, Northerly, is that right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. yeah. And uh, you'd love to throw the champion fillies in as well. Yes. Um, but it's just it's just whether we're doing the right thing. We're just I'll have to just watch her, you know, like if she – Hypothetical came out and won that North, uh, the Burgess Queen by four with a head on her chest and hasn't done anything. Well, you could easily go to the Champions Phillies and the Guineas, but if she has a bit of a hard run in the, in the Burgess Queen, you might just bypass Champion Phillies. So it's just it's a bit of um, suck and see, and we'll just have a look along the way. It's a bit like a few of Bob's over the journey have gone to the Champion Phillies and they may not have pulled up as well. They've actually skipped 
the I, guineas. Cooked of our cooked a few of our futures tickets. I and think gone I, and, yeah, I think Arcadia Coin. I was going to say then yeah. gone and been successful in the Northerly. So yeah. it's sort of one of those ones you could go to the um, champion Phillies just 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 as a warning note to listeners, perhaps to some degree. Mm. She might win well, but you might go. Hang on, she might need a bit more of a break, um, and you might be sort of forced to skip the guineas if that's the path you went down. But um, yeah, yeah, it's sort of a, it's a catch twenty two, right. and then you sort of go, well, geez, we're letting a quarter of a million dollars, quarter million dollar race. Was that, that right? So, yeah. uh, Champion Phillies? Uh, 300 now. 300 yeah. there. So yeah. you also don't want to leave a $300,000 race sitting on the table when it could be something of a glorified track gallop for her if mm. she's going as well as yeah. you think. So it's a yeah. it's a fine balancing act. Um, you're 100% right in that. Never wrong, Simon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 100% right with um, Bob's Phillies. You know, yeah. like a couple of times there, he deviated out and went direct. And it's purely, and it's purely because like you got to sit there and watch them because they're, it's a cruel program the Phillies have got. So you can't lock anything in. I think Arcadia, uh, Arcadia Queen was the only Philly robust enough to do champ like Burgess Queen yep. Champion Phillies mm-hmm. Guineas. Northerly. Perfect yep. jewels skipped it. She skipped. She went straight to the Guineas. Yeah, yep. she's yep. Yep. Champion yep. Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yep. spot on. So you got to just read them. Um, and where I suppose what separates an elite horse from a from a good horse is her ability to bounce out of gallops and races. And she had a bit of a puff after the Belgravia, and yet by Wednesday she was out of control. And and it's like, well, that's why you're good because you can just bounce out of things. Are you excited to get her up over a mile and beyond, Simon? Is, is Or is that sort of like, are you still, uh, is, it, are you, is it firm in your mind that that's going to suit her, I suppose, is my question. I don't know if it'll suit her. I'm excited to go down that way, purely mm. because like she slingshots into everything and and crunches through the line, and it's even her work. She's never sort of on empty, so you'd have to say she'd get it. Uh, I suppose the thing that I really enjoyed from Saturday was she was first up, and she'd never been on top of a hot speed like the Caracatta was a hot speed, but she was out the back. That's right. So she's had she's had to sort of punch a bit of a hot speed. At, that's the closest she's been ridden, and she was still there at the end. So that was just a, something new for her as well. Um, but like you'll see in the Burgess Queen, she'll just sit midfield or worse and slingshot into it, mm-hmm. um, and and then everyone might be like, "Wow, have a look at this," you know. Um, but but we're still going to go there and win. It's not a full ball conclusion, but <laughs> weights and measures suggest we get we get in pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny with the options available now. If if you do, I mean, I I think she'll she'll get the journeys and and probably keep on winning the whole way through the grab. If Patty gets off after the champion fillies and says, "Geez, I don't know if she ran out a super strong mile," you can sort of reassess and go, "Hang on, let's pop back to the gold rush in three or four weeks' yeah. times after that. It's mm. worth one and a half million bucks as well." It's so it's a um, wait for, wait for age. Yeah, the uh, yeah the options are it, it's a perfect sort of setup where there are a plethora of options and you can sort of learn as you go and, and sort of be guided by what Patty says as well. Mm. Yeah, exactly right, and uh, we have been afforded that luxury this year with the added race on, that that if we need to detour, we can, and you've still got access to big money. <coughs> so, I've got a few questions for you just about WA Racing in general, but before we do, can you, can you just, I see you've got, uh, 
you're saddling up four. You're going to be a busy man. Uh, you've got four runners in the Prince of Wales Stakes on uh, Saturday. Pans down, it's a ray day. Amasinas and, of course, the, the current favourite, Miss Kentucky. You've also got two runners in race one of the day, Lexington City and Queen of Soul. Just on the Prince of Wales, obviously, Miss Kentucky, uh, outstanding along the rail, first up, saluted. Uh, how she come through? And uh, and I guess are, are all these are all four of yours winter bottom bound or are they going to deviate post Prince of Wales on Saturday? Uh, it's a good question because it'll depend. Like, Pans Down and Ray Day will um, – I'll see how they go Saturday. Now, if they're just a couple of lengths off, well, in two weeks' time, there's a 78-1200. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, yeah, 78-1200, which is perfect. So they can take an easier route. Uh, Miss Contigi will play this path and win a bottom. Amasinas – if she's just a rung below on Saturday, then I can go three weeks to the Jungle Miss for mm-hmm. her and play the Phillies and Mears too. So off the back of this run, we've got options for all of them. But uh, this was a run that probably pans down and hit the Ray Day uh, have to stand up to warrant going to the Colonel Reeves. Otherwise, I'll take an easier path. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's. I think there's another seventy eight plus twelve hundred on Winterbottom Day as well. So, a couple of uh, color, couple of yeah, uh, suitable options coming up right. for those those two horses. But Miss Kentucky, um, how do you? Obviously, the um, the first up win w- was excellent. Sort of called up, fall back the fence, got the run, went bang. Uh, different story on Saturday from thirteen. Sort of gets back wideish, three wide cover line peeling. Um, how do you how do you see that race shaping out? Oh, I think she's better that way. Yeah. Um, I know her record from one's pretty good, but I think she's more effective um, when she can slingshot in and have clear air down the outside. So I'm happy with that. There should be good speed in the race again uh, with those high-class horses. So it looks good for her. The um, Amasinas, uh, she'll take great benefit from her first up run. So she's, she'll improve. It's just whether she's at Miss Contiki's level. Uh, I thought Pansdown and Radio were good the other day. Radio just got held up and I pulled the blinkers off him. I think I might have made a blue chuck in there more and, and he's just stealing up a bit too hard. Um, so he can have him off. I might have been a bit harsh on him in winter when he got rolled at his last one. I thought he was looking for the shades. And maybe I should have just looked at it and said, well, it was a nice enough horse that beat us and mm-hmm. gave it weight. But I looked at it probably a bit harsh. Okay, so <clears throat> what have you made of the the changes to the program? The the addition, well, the increase in stake money of the Placid Arc Stakes, a, a race that you've got a tremendous record in historically, um, five hundred thousand dollars there. The one point five million dollar old Skay Hill, which is now now the Gold Rush, um, and just want to see that the 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 Placid Arc Prelude on Saturday has only got the five runners, no no Miller runner, which is unusual. And do you have anything? Sort of headed towards the the Placid Arc at all? Oh, I'm shattered. The first year, oh, I don't know how many Placid Arcs we've won, mm. but we've had a good handle on it. <laughs> and the first year, it looks like I, I've, I may have won, um, but there's probably better credentialed horses from other stables heading there. Uh, I, mean, I had a couple of big gun sprinters that were going to naturally head that path, but they went Shinsaw, so they're already back in the paddock. So. Yeah. Um, that rules me out with a few of them, so I'm spilling. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I would love to have had something in that race on Saturday that um, I just didn't have the right horse to go there. I'm spilling because there's only five in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just it just feels like they're with the with what they've created from a three year old point of view, especially, is we're just going to have that weight of numbers to and and quality to be able to. I think we had only had eight in the Belgravia, then we've only got five in the Placid Arc Prelude. So I think it's just going to take take a while to bet in. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right, mm. but uh, don't be. You watch the Placid Arc, you'll get solid numbers in that purely yep. because you'll have those five from this race go there. You'll have. Um, your Burgess Queen and your and your Faritha horses switch back. Uh, it, it, they'll get numbers in there. And it'll be a nice field, but I think the lead up races, everyone's playing a bit of cat and mouse as mm, to who yes, wants to sort of yes. test themselves at fourteen hundred or who wants to stay at the thousand. Like to be fair, Trevor, uh, his filly's just unbelievable, and he's he bypassed the Belgravia to hit this as a lead up. Well, he looks like a genius by doing it now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and Baby Paris has done the same thing. So because you've got options now, I suppose your lead-ups won't have the big numbers, but they'll have a bit of quality in there. Um, but it's still, I still feel sick when I watch a $100,000 race for three-year-olds over, over a 1000 and I haven't got one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question from me. Um, what, did, what did you make of the, uh, the addition of the Quokka? next April and if your stable or any of your clients uh, been involved in the slot application process. You would have bought three of the slots when you saw them. I think it's I think it's good fun. Yeah. Um and it'll once the carnival's over and then everyone can sort of turn their attention to it, um I will it'll it'll gather a bit of momentum, no doubt, and then the negotiations and all that start to begin. Um, you only got to see what the Everest is like. It's just mayhem now. It's bigger than the Melbourne Cup. So mm. uh, I think it's a great addition to the calendar. I think the distance is perfect because you can try and lasso a few of those TJ Smith type of horses to switch back and come over. And, and for us, having a Roma Cup as a lead-up, I think it's a good idea as well. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be pretty cool. Uh, what I do you think about the name? Um, <laughs> oh, look, oh, yeah, you could have come up with anything, could you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I was a bit sort of dirty that um, Kingston Town lost the Kingston Town race. You know, we like to call the Gold Rush the Northerly, but at the end of the day, we all adjust and adapt. And as trainers, we'll get confused <laughs> a little more yeah. with names. Like I, I can't even keep up with the four days at Flemington now. I'm trying to figure out what the mile race is and. Oh, it just yes. changes. It I changes agree. every year. Yeah, so I but, get a bit confused. But if if you're in a one and a half million dollar race and you win it, it won't really matter what the name is. Or, or in this case, the Quaker four million dollar race, it won't matter. Might be called the Amelia Jewel. Um, yeah, the wait for Adrian Amelia's jewels in a few years' time, perhaps. Eh? <laughs> when, when, when are we going to yeah. have the, so- the Simon A. Miller Classic? Cool. <laughs> yeah. for, ma- for, for country maidens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey yeah, so- yeah. Simon, in a, in a, in a per- perfect world, Amelia's Jewel sweeps all before her, uh, has a tremendous Pinnacles Carnival, wins, you know, races well. Or what, in your mind, what does 2023, uh, what does that look like for a horse like Amelia's Jewel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks fun, BJ. Like, mm. she'll be going east. It's yeah. just a matter of what, what we target, and we'll get a better picture when we stretch her out in trip this time to help plan us for next year. Um, I don't know what her pet distance is at the moment. So once we know what it is, then we can hone in on certain races. 
uh, next year. Like Australian Guineas, you know, those type of races. Well, yeah. yeah, it could be, mate. Mm. Absolutely. Or, you know, like I said um, in another interview, like she's that freaky. She could be in a – like in 12 months' time, she could be in a Coxplate or she could be in an Everett. Like yeah. she's – I don't know. I, Gee, I don't know. I'll junk it on Cox Plate weekend. I reckon I might make that one over if she's in a Cox Plate oh, next year, just to yeah. Uh, yeah, just to make a mess of myself and cheer her home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Yeah, it's exciting. Like, I mean, she's four for four untapped, and we haven't got a handle on what her forte is yet. So pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, uh, thanks again, Simon, for all all, all your time, and uh, we really appreciate chatting with you here on the one one, and uh, best of luck moving forward into the peak period of the Ascot season. Thank you, and I think Lexington City can beat Queen's Soul, just in case Peroni's listening to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. I'm with you. (laughs) Thanks again, Simon. (laughs) Thanks, boys. Have a great weekend. Cheers, Simon. Okay, punters, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Asian Bow Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record 100, episode 147. We're almost there, Guru. We're almost at the 150. This Raises is about uh, this is the one one. Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, just shy of 12 noon on Thursday, the 27th of October. Northern today, not far away from getting un- uh, underway there. Ascot and Kalgoorlie. It's the final Kalgoorlie meeting this Saturday. Thank God. Thank God as well. <laughs> That's enough of Kalgoorlie. That's two seasons in a row. Kalgoorlie, I couldn't miss for about six years in a row. It was just, it, I could have just, I could have survived off just one track. The last two years, I reckon I've backed a winner in two full seasons. Interesting. What's changed, do you think? It's the horses and the jockey's fault. Yeah. It's not mine. <laughs> so. <laughs> don't know, don't know. I'm, maybe I'm still in the Peter Fernie vortex, maybe just a little quieter the last year or so. Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But you know what? We're going to sit down, review it, and soak heavily. Yes. So uh, keep an eye on Kalgoorlie Saturday because mm-hmm. there could be a massive boil over in the trainers' premiership. Brock Luthwaite is three ahead of Peter Fernie, who's uh, – uh, I think he's lost count of how many trainers' premierships he's won. I think Brock sent a team there as well. The, check it out. Have a look. Have a look. It's got the – I only had a very brief uh, – who's got the best strike rate? Our man? Nick Carapalotti. Carpet call. He, he's up there. He's up there. Second, wasn't he? Mm. Well, it might be first if Brock's all – they're not going to get a crap, are they? No, no. He's going well, Brock, isn't he? So what what's he got? What do we got this uh, this Saturday? So a lot of good ones anyway. Luthwaite versus Fernie for the leading – Goldfields trainer and Tash award. probably has given up a few big rides actually on Saturday to uh, to follow out there as well. What have we got? Compact, so likable. Western Rhythm, Basil's Dream was so likable. Should be winning, but probably goes around dollar fifty, doesn't it? I haven't looked at the field mm. anyway. Anyway, keep an eye on that. So mm. a bit of a fascination there on the uh, final meeting for the uh, Kalgoorlie Boulder Racing Club season, uh, and then one door closes and another opens. It's the opening Great Southern meeting of the season, Terry Mount Barker. Sunday, and then of course we've got Burgess Queen Stakes Day at Ascot on Melbourne Cup Day Tuesday, and Geraldton. They're running in uh, in combination there on. It's usually uh, on three, Tuesday. but obviously there's no Bunbury at the minute. So Correct, and there's a the two. There's a Thursday next week as well which at Ascot. Was at Ascot, so yep. it was uh, scheduled for Belmont, mm-hmm. but uh, it's going to be moved to Ascot. Stay Very tuned. Very good. Ah, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City meets, get out stakes, our mega. Triple, uh, double, bonus. Meta, yeah, just the, the big one. As what did Joe Biden say? The trillion, zillion dollar. <laughs> Uh, yes, make mega, sure you enter. Make sure you donate. Mega super multi. Yes, exactly mm. right. And don't forget, 
Um, don't forget, it's the final. Oh. It's the final today of the um, of the media mogul mastermind tournament, <laughs> which sees uh, the all conquering Jay Rooney take on the Scotty Embry conquering Michael Heaton yes. in what promises to be a uh, yeah serious final. A serious final. The cream has risen. It certainly has. Mm. Michael Heaton's just really elevated his game. Jay, um, super consistent, just wins. Yeah, he does. Just wins. Yeah, black caviar. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, just wins is uh, Jay Rooney, so really looking forward to that. He's got a tattoo on his forearm, actually. <laughs> J-Dub. There you go. Can't wouldn't, wait wouldn't, for- Wouldn't have uh, Rooney as a man to get a tattoo on his forearm, but there you go. That's true. Yeah. Can't, can't wait. He's going to get one on his neck afterwards if this wins as well, so to what? celebrate the occasion. Friss 2022. Such is life. Bit, right? yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something along those lines. Such is Mastermind. Such is Mastermind. Yes, he, well, he is Mr. Mastermind himself. So Rooney versus Heaton later in the show for the Frisk finale. Um, yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a long road to the final, but um, the cream has certainly risen to the top. What's happening in the uh, the world of the bet? Nothing exciting. Have you been on with Gareth this week? Giddy up, uh, Gareth. No, I had a week off. I had a week off. I um I didn't really uh, wasn't overly enthused about the cards and um decided to focus my energies on the uh, on the weekends racing. I want to hit the ground running in um, the southwest. I really want to focus heavily on Albany Mount Barker type setup. So. Okay. Um, no, I'll be on Friday though, and I'll probably be back on next week. I presume. Mm-hmm. But um and uh, you, everyone can read uh, Terry's. Yes. Uh, well, I'll just preview. have a look at the forecast because I did this and this will be a good link to the uh, Witten's irrigation in a moment. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I wrote it last night and um, it said zero to 10 mil. Now it's saying zero to two mil. Yes, So I we might not change. get the uh, the rain that they were expecting. It'd be interesting to see if the uh, how much they allow for because sometimes when there's rain that doesn't come, it hasn't been irrigated as much during the week, it can play like a bit of a fast lane. So that will be very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, the track has been pretty quick, hasn't it? Very slick. Mm. Uh, to start I don't like the it that we're getting these big lanes early doors. It's yeah, I don't, I don't like it at all. Last week was was wild how uh, how everything was peaking centrally on the track. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. And obviously the inside lane was just a really good pad. Seeing horses like Disco Donut with the bar shoes on and um, stay on that fence and and run like it did. It's yeah, not not what I want to see this early in the season. It's sort of reevaluating now when it comes to the first two, three, four meetings at each track. I used to just sort of want to ease my way into it. I feel like that's when you can have the most confidence in a track because it's mm. so fresh. I just fresh I, like fair, yeah. this, this, whatever, this will sound a bit funny. I, I can't remember the last time I've lost on an opening day. Like I feel really good the opening first few meetings of the season and then you go, hang on, fuck, now we've got a dodgy old deck where if you're not on that inside pad in the first four or five races, you probably can't win the horse race. Well, so. it's, it's interesting going through the um, the Vince Cardi IVR daily sections numbers last night how all these horses are sort of red so the red figures are b- below benchmark ivr and then all of a sudden they're running these peak career peak mm. green figures just across the board um which is completely out of out of character for certain horses but it's consistent for the horses that have raced at the opening ascot meetings if you know what i mean so then yeah. all these all these this track the track's lightning and all these horses are posting There'll be career, career best figures you know they, they the people that do the um well look after the track they get the same figures and the same data and stuff so they will be looking for corrections so sometimes mm. it's a, it can be a bit of a poison chalice thinking well let's just allow for the same because that's what you should do if you see a pattern go yeah. with the pattern don't try and beat the pattern it means taking a slightly lower price whatever it means just don't try and beat a, a pattern that's there because you're the one that's going to get beaten but 
if you're thinking too heavily about that pre-meeting, it can be a real concern when they do the overreaction. Mm. And um, we'll talk about it. We talk. Should we do the Wittens? Do you want to lead us in? Yeah, Whitten? for sure. So uh, it's time for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Wittens Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Wittens. Very Just good. wanted to touch. Uh, obviously, I was at um, Mini Valley last Saturday and lost touch of what was happening with um, with Ascot. The pattern fed, seemed to be, and the results that I saw seemed to be fence on fire in a way. Mm-hmm. What did, so what did that? What do you make of the win of Bustler then? Three wide cover, peeling, accelerating off that. Does that was that an outlier on the day? Just because I haven't. It's yeah, later. I, I haven't in, it's later in the day. The, the inside pad repeat. gets yep. a little bit more chopped up. Capricorn man um, had enough. The horse on Capricorn man's back didn't turn up whatsoever. Yep. So that inside pad straight away it wipes out the rest of them. Their roadblocks on the rest of the field mm. to some degree. But no, Bustle was was really really good. Um, Miss Vasari for the lads as well. Mm, was, I was saw her flash. Well. Yeah, she was yeah. obviously had the the back of Bustle, which I always think helps having the back of the horse that takes you right into the race in that sense. But she was super yeah. um, on a part of the track which wasn't. Uh, allowing for many horses to do things of that nature. From um, my quick glance at the figures seemed to be that was the most tempo-related result because they went out sort of gangbusters yeah. early because Capricorn Man looks like it was half slow away and then had to accelerate to hold the front. Um, then, That's and then, typical and, Capricorn and then Man. They, and then they backed off in the midsection, mm-hmm. which sort of created that bunching effect and slingshotted those horses out wide into the race. So in the other races, there seemed to be a bit more of a consistent lead speed, which allowed the, the rousing run horses to – to ma- get maximize, get bang for their buck, yeah, yeah, yes, it still it, it still was just sort of too strong that it was rails in run. Like you, yeah, I feel like being in the breeze was a major negative compared to being um, on that fence. And don't know, it, it can always be horse related. We find out more as weeks go by and how form adds up in time, and, and who keeps winning or who keeps failing. And we go, hang on, maybe that just went crap or maybe mm. that just went really good because the horse was going really good and we learn more about it. But, uh, yeah, a little bit definitive in that sense. But um, this is an interesting week going on to this week because we're at the true position. Back to the true, yeah. Back to the true. In years gone by, I think the last two or three years, we always do this. We go 369 or 368 back to true for meeting number four. And it's always fair. Yep. It always plays really well. The inside pad's great. Um I'm not sure if we'll get the same setup here. Uh, obviously, it's a fresher pad. There's got to be, always be that chance it's going to play well. Uh, towards the end of last year, though, on the other end of the spectrum, the true pad was cooked. Mm. There was four or five meetings where if you were on the inside lane when it was at the true pad every fourth or fifth Saturday, whatever it was, third or fourth Saturday, um, you couldn't win almost. So I presume that in the off-season that would have corrected itself and that would be all sorted. But we basically just don't know how that inside pad is going to play uh, unless you get some probably some some mail from some of the track staff, I'd, I'd suggest. But um, the other obvious big factor is the fact there's an easterly um, in play as well. But again, last season we saw the easterly maybe didn't do the same job it traditionally does. And, and the next factor is that the fact that it might rain and it might not. Well, so. it's, it's interesting that we've had such a – on speed sort of dominant start to the season. We haven't even had an easterly yet. (laughs) Meeting two. I had meeting two down as being really fair. I I thought that was a tremendous pad at the second meeting, I think it was. Um, 
But yeah, exactly right. We got the Eastley. We're back to the true. There's a there's a chance that we could get a, a mass. This could just be a mass hotline, and mm. in front there's also a chance this could be fair as anything if that inside pad isn't um, completely up to scratch like it wasn't at the end of last prep. So we just we're just guessing. We're just yeah. guessing. Just go with your speed maps, but just be mindful if you're going to chime into one that's going to be dead last, especially early in the day that you could just be out of hiding to nothing. So what what was just for the listeners? What was your adjustment last week, and when did you, when do you think you it was established that that was the place to be? Uh, oh, I was adjustment wise, there was not a huge amount that could have been done by that stage of proceedings. I had a You're good already, whack Capricorn invested, man. Yeah. Oh, not, not necessarily invested, but there was, I don't know, you always want to see if you pick up a really hot lane like that, you want to really like one that's leaders back, or you want to really like one that's, or you go, oh, hang on, good, look at this, this leader, it's going to go around at 50 to one. Um, I've marked at 20s, it's now probably an $8 chance the way the track's playing. So, I mean, Capricorn Man was one that sort of made sense, um, didn't win around third. I was happy with that bet, not that I backed it each way because I'm a half wit, but. Um, I backed it as well. Yeah, yeah so it, it was sort of little, little, um, little changes like that, but. So, pick up. Uh, it's I, I am going to more enjoy the day where it goes where we go shit yeah that pads off we need to look for some back markers I think that's when there's more cream in it just on that and the market doesn't find them as well just on that with the money for Amelia's jewel from gate one in the Belgravia mm-hmm. and Snowdome likely to breeze where mm-hmm. the market not necessarily flipped but that was sort of head and head market wise um, leading up to the race and then it was all Amelia's jewel sort of a majority Amelia's yep. jewel was that a do you think that was Dunno. a gate one thing Dunno. Yeah, yep. that I was so fascinated to watch that market in general um, I definitely think that would have played a part but you got to remember Amelia's jewel is still Amelia's jewel we're all taking it on a lot of the big data bots punters whatever and um, whatever they're using would be purely going off her three runs from last prep as well yeah, so like she blew and the they might have seen apart, exactly yeah. right so they might have seen even money as a gift type thing and not not have been perturbed about the fact that we were a little bit worried about the trolls or where she's going or the fact she's not, not fully wound up map. or yeah exactly right so i'm not too sure in that sense um but yeah betfair's a a fairly, uh, fairly fickle old creature. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get, we're due to get Pete Anthony back on next time. I spoke did. to Pete at uh, Friday night yep. at Mooney Valley, and I've locked him in for uh, yeah, very good. Uh, episode one fifty as well. Very good. Yes. Um, yeah, because apparently, like Hammer Mill was one yesterday. There was a massive drift late, like a wild, wild, wild late drift on Hammer Mill in the mm. final sort of minute or two of betting. Which, and I'm not, I'm, I better make sure I word this yeah. correctly. It didn't look pretty. What lack does? No, no, I wasn't even on Hammer Mill. Didn't look pretty in the slightest. I don't think anything untoward occurred. And, that's too sophisticated. That's still far too sophisticated. The final minute of betting to sort. It just it just always looks funny when things of that I, nature I thought, sort I thought of occur. Maybe the drift happening because he wouldn't, he wouldn't, wouldn't load. load. Yeah, yeah, but she, he was pretty happy. She, she wouldn't load. Yeah, yeah. It looks, still didn't look too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That that's often the reason for it. But uh, yeah, betting moves are, uh, are fascinating. They're an aspect that you're always sort of you can try and predict as best you can. But um, yeah, you're you are guessing to some degree. All right, Guru, let's get cracking on our Asian Bow Stakes Day preview. Race one of the day is the Amelia Park Handicap Graduation over the 1,100 metres. For those of you who just uh, chiming into the preview edition of the 1-1, we did have a good chat to Simon A. Miller, the trainer of the favourite here, Lexington City, and uh, sounded like um, Lex- Lexington City, uh, he was pretty confident about this horse's chances in the opener of the day. Yeah, it should be hard to beat. Went into the race actually thinking I might try and get a beaten. 
up to the 1100, BJ. Yep. Um, speedster up in trip, but uh, I, I don't think that is the go. Um, he's probably bare bones. Probably. He's actually slightly under my price at the moment. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if we get a little recovery price-wise. But I really liked his uh, first up run. I know he was beaten by a horse coming from near last, but I felt he held straight. That was a very good horse, I think. Laced yeah. up here was a really nice horse. But I felt he held uh, Street Parade, who I think peaked really badly on its run, first and second up, actually. I think Street Parade, how genuine he is. I've definitely got concerns about um, about that with him. Blinkers going on, could correct that. But I think Lexington City gets across Danny Bella, great roadblock. Um, Magic to Exceed for me is the main danger by a long way. But the issue with Magic to Exceed is how easily does it get to the breeze? Are they, do they want a breeze with Street Parade? Does I that thought, leave Magic I to think Exceed out there? have to, don't they, with Street Parade? Well, they could, they could let Magic to Exceed go and end up in the 1-1 one, one type thing. But look, either way, the one horse that doesn't have the issues, it's early in the day at Ascot, the Easterlies in play, is Lexington City. I felt it held Street Parade comfortably to the line. Um, Hint of Mint would have been of interest to me if it wasn't. The 60 kegs just looks like that's obviously Melbourne might coming across and that just looks too much. But yep. I think Hint of Mint's a horse that will definitely win races in Perth. But very simply, um, best of Queen of Soul goes close as well. Very simply, back the leader early in the day at Ascot um, when it should be finding the rail comfortably and this one will. So Lexington City, I want 250 though. Have a bet, and I'm happy having a good crack. If I say two fifty, <clears throat> two fifty plus for me as well. I was I was hoping for like a, a bit of a two eighty type setup for uh, Lexington City to get me. I was hoping for ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for get me involved. But yeah, agree with everything that Terry said. I'd like to see with the blinkers on, Russell Stewart and Lactar being really positive with Street Parade breezing outside Lexington City, applying pressure pre-bend. Uh, Street Parade's best results have been at the 1100 metres as well. Um, so just more positivity with Street Parade. First up, the handing up and was kind of weird, the the bit of an inefficient uh, way of riding that horse. And then um, Taj the Apprentice was on the other day. And I think Lactar with the blinkers on, if you can just camp outside Lexington City. And um, and I think that's the that's Street Parade's best opportunity to, to maybe cause a bit of a mini upset on the first of the day but Lexington City leads rails kicks should be winning yeah exactly right didn't need to try and overcomplicate it yeah all right race two the tab touch west speed platinum series this is heat number two the the hundred thousand dollar finale is on winter bottom stakes day this is heat number two three heats in Halatorians qualified Halatorians in mm. um Couple of seconds for the guru in at headquarters mm. recently. Not far right. It's knocking on the door. No one remembers. No one remembers who comes second. <laughs> we, uh, we spoke about Brock Luthway earlier about his successful Kalgoorlie season, and uh, he's got a very interesting runner here. Number two, Ollie's Choice in this uh, series uh, heat two of the West Speed Platinum Series. Uh, Ollie's Choice six starts, three wins, three seconds. First up. 93 days between runs, 60 kgs. Looks a smart horse on the rise. Can uh, is is that you're on top of here, Ollie's choice? Yeah, it is. I'm actually really keen. I thought mm. I marked Ollie's choice aggressively at two dollars eighty-five as well, um, but the markets just uh, come for it early. So I think we'll sit back and be patient and and hope uh, for recovery price on betfairs. A few of these that could be supported in the market. So I'm I'm not completely writing off the chance of us seeing three dollars again, which I'd feel comfortable having a bet around, but. Uh, yeah, he could be he could be undefeated. Um, really, all his choice. He was uh, he was deep the trip when second to let's gallivant. He was held up badly behind Holla Maria, and he was out 
the back wide on a track you wanted to be on the fence uh, in the evidence race, with, with yeah. 61 um, at Pinjarra. So and they're all huge runs. So he'll be better over 1,400, big loping type of fella. But from the gate, you'd hope <coughs> that they – yeah, you'd hope they just use him a little, try and get on the back of Wuhan Warrior requisition who will probably lead and lead us back. Um, and I just think he's the best horse in this race. He just needs to make sure he's in clear air early enough. Uh, I don't really want to be on any others. Um, I think Wuhan Warrior is probably slightly over the odds purely on the fact it'll lead with the Easterly at Ascot and it'll find the fence and Holly Watson's on. Yep. Uh, Jared Noski rode in the trial, so don't forget he's a heavy weight hoop. I think he's uh, speaking to Jared recently, I think he's about 62 kegs at the moment. Well, he was uh, at that trial. He'd, 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 he'd be down now for mm. the, uh, to ride on, on Saturday, but yeah. Yep. So, yeah, look, I think – but I, I don't I don't know if Wuhan Warrior is the same horse, so it's not going to probably get me at $12, $13. just a, uh, a way you might want to look at playing the race if you don't want to dive into the favourite or if you want to just play some leaders early and, and keep things simple. Um, I thought the winner hot-blooded last start was the winner of a horse that's going to keep winning as well. Uh, that was Hot-blooded, hot-stable. Yeah, Louis, hot, exactly Louis right. Yeah, that was um, that was super. And, and requisition, there's no reason. It gets the perfect map here on the back of uh, Wuhan Warriors. So there's no reason it can't win. So they're the ones I would focus on. Um, other horses strong in the market, Forest War, Valency, Dadira, pretty happy taking on with a degree of confidence. Yeah, Ollie's choice for me as well. I thought the the value- Brad went up four bucks. Yeah, I think it was four dollars. I got a bit excited that we might see that across the uh, board upon opening, but um, geez, I thought I actually did think we might see like three fifty, three eighty. Who knows? Late price. I missed, late I missed, price I missed the uh, the big unveil. What was the across the board price when they first went up? Oh, two ninety or something. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, three fifty is what I would have got excited about to try and hop in for an early bet. But that's a good thing. Sometimes when they're too short, like if it's say 320, you're like, oh, 310, you're like, oh, it's like a touch and go. Do I take this? Do I wait? But at two, what's it now? 250, you just, you hold fire and you you hope the bet fair sort of pops back out. It's the same with Lexington City. It's just too short right now. So it's not even a question of if I'm going to take it. It's a, no, not taking it. We'll wait. And, and you'll find the majority of the time they are getting back out to, the backable prices too. So could be money for a horse like Valency. Um, Wuhan Warrior could definitely, definitely be money for Wuhan Warrior. It's mm. going to lead. I thought the, for, for me, the, the value runner um, who has the, who has the quality to impact this race is success play. I um, It's form over the Should Belmont. Should have won first up last yeah. prime. It's form over the Belmont winner. Winter was pretty consistent around some some reasonable opposition. Saturday, Saturday grade, raced consistently. Uh, Chris Parner, Neville, Neville's team's flying. So I thought success play, 12 bucks sort of thing at the moment was a bit of value. I thought he, he was my equal second favourite in my market. Okay. So, other than that, pretty keen. Ollie's choice here, but as a guru outlined there, the the price just isn't isn't quite juicy at the moment, or it might be. Depends on how you rate that particular horse, but um, exactly. Yeah, I tried to be aggressive as well, so um, maybe I wasn't aggressive enough. Yeah, well, Wuhan leads, and um, we said that with Carly's Karma. Sort of, it's a very yeah, similar setup to yeah. Carly's Karma. It's a horse I really, really want to be on, especially after seeing Prawn's Eleven win well off a similar break. You sort of have a bit of trust that Stable's doing the right things with these horses off ninety days or so. Um, Carly's Karma era pricing at about three twenty. I think we recorded the podcast. It was about two fifty, and um, I thought I was super aggressive with my three twenty first up, and um, yeah, crept back out to basically bang on. So. Mm. Really, it probably shouldn't have been a bet. Had a tiny little wiggle, but I, I suspect it'll be something similar here. A few people with um, 
yeah, have one to be on early and they just knocked it in a little bit. There's a Luthwaite runner who we'll be chatting about um, later in the show, resuming the W Oaks winner lady mm. chat as well. So um, busy weekend for Brock and his team. Moving on to race three, it's the first running of the Tab Touch Placid Arc Prelude, $100,000 race over the 1,000 metres. <clears throat> only the only the six acceptors and one has come out, uh, number six, my Bella May. So poor old Dion Luciani will be scratching his head with um, in regards to my Bella May. Got a, got a message from Scotty Embry who was alerting me <laughs> to the fact that my Bella May was scratched from the Placid Up Prelude on Saturday in favour of the um, of the three-year-old sprint race on Melbourne Cup Day, the uh, special condition sprint. Unfortunately, it appears as though after taking 16 nominations for that Cup Day three-year-old sprint, the field fell away to three acceptors. The race was deleted, which means that my Bella May doesn't run on Saturday and she also does not run on Tuesday. So, um, yeah, that's a disappointing result for the for Dion and connections there because uh, my Bella May certainly blew the blew the clock apart there um, with its debut victory midweek. But um, just the five runners now. We've got Just Go. Baby Paris, All Show, Costume Party, Invincible Ruby, but uh, it does look like a racing two between All Show, currently odds on, $1.85, and Baby Paris, uh, 260 Yeah, very, very short All Show here. Um, it's just such a good speed map, and I think it's probably the best horse over the 1,000 as well. Uh, just go leads. Baby Paris very likely ends up in the breeze. Um, the two roughies don't go quick early, so they're no. both just out the back. They're not part of it. For me, it's just a three-horse race, and all show just parks on them. So um, one of the better – I'm just looking here. It's $1.90 at the agency I've got up here. I think it's one of the better $1.90 pops that I've just about seen, I reckon. I was $1.75 with my Bella May, who I actually had – considerably longer um so dollar 62 it comes into for uh all show for me uh sean o'donnell can decide if he wants the back of baby parish who wants the back of just go um, like he can actually choose because yeah, to be honest ruby and costume party won't keep up exactly yeah. right i mean my worry to some degree is he kicks up tries to kick up and lead or <laughs> just ends up kicking up and leading just go pressures him and baby parish is the one sitting in behind him but mm. you can't allow for that to happen it's a three in my mind it's basically a three horse field you have to just allow for normal Listen, luck listening and to the best horse to win over a short course so listening to trevor andrews on the radio yesterday i believe he gave the impression that um they'll be they'll be allowing those horses to, to cross yep. and so that's the preferred option but she does bounce and sort of muster pretty quickly yeah well she does now yeah, yeah she didn't in her first prep but yeah. uh yeah she's definitely added that to her repertoire and that's why i've even um touted her as a potential winter bottom stakes horse because she will get in with 49 and a half she'll get in with 49 or so i think in the winter bottom is that right 50 51 it's it's yeah. low and it gets over further as well yeah. yeah okay so she gets in with about 50 kilos um she's got gate speed she's got a turn of foot she's yeah. got all the right elements to yeah. be a, and that's why i think trevor hasn't even nominated nominated her for the guineas or anything he'll be his plan i think will be the prelude the the arc and then potentially a winter bottom stakes yeah. and um i think that's a great move for a an untapped three-year-old it's probably not seen enough after we saw um three-year-old win the big race in Everest. everest Yes, I think. Just, just want to double check that, Terry. Uh, so, fifty-two and a half. She'll get in a winter bottom. Fifty-two. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. it might be 
even less. So there yep. you go, 52 and a half. So yep. either way, um, look, she was huge first up and obviously didn't get a, a lip of air last start. And um, look, I think if she's held that form as much as I rate baby Paris, and I really do rate baby Paris, I just think from the breeze first up, it's a, uh, you got a, a, a little filly on your back that's uh, absolutely breathing fire. I just won't be able to hold her out. Mm, P. Nucky, interesting t- what t- he's going to do tactically. How long can he keep all show well, that's inside what I said. him? Well, he know? doesn't. That's the thing. He doesn't, he doesn't have to come across and he can sort of just be. Sean O'Donnell can just go the 1-1. He can leave the box seat empty. I don't know why it's called the box set either because I don't think it's a good spot to be all this the coffin. It needs to be ch- it could yeah. needs to be called the coffin. <laughs> the coffin. Um, but, he can do whatever he wants. But the thing is, but if he gets held Pete up for the entirety, to- if he gets held up for the entirety in a three horse field, you just cop that, I reckon. And you say that's it's not my day. Yeah. But um he can get held up to the one fifty and he's still so, in the race. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think um This isn't a this shouldn't be much of a tactical affair. This should be come down to oh, who's, Pete, Pete who's will, the best horse. Pete will, who's the Pete best Nucky horse? He will definitely try and make it a tactical. Oh, he should affair. do, but yeah. it shouldn't come the results shouldn't come down to that. If you think Baby Paris is as good a horse as all show, then that's that's a good reason to back Baby Paris 100%. But I think this race it should in a, in what basically is a a trial or a track gallop. It should just come down to who's the best horse over a 1000. Yeah. I think if we start allowing for luck in this, your mindset's in the wrong place. And that's what I often, when I'm having a, a run where I feel like I'm getting every hard luck story you can possibly cop, I start thinking about things like that. Like, oh, shit, hang on, I've got barrier two. I'll probably get held up. If I'm getting held up in a three-horse field, then fuck me. It's no, but it's, it's definitely going to so. be a talking point leading into the race yeah. because all, like, all, all shows the horse to beat, yeah? Yeah. So the, so the Websters and Peter Nucky will be trying to devise a, a plan to maximise their winning chances. But I was a dollar sixty-seven. I think, all shows, something, yeah. something like that. So I remember Crip coming on here for the three-year-old classic and he was chips in, uh, very, very short all show and obviously never got out. But the but – the, the, no, the figures were there, the money oh, was man, there, wouldn't, but wouldn't the, surprise the me if, there, so. if Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people are actually interested in the $1.90. I know, yeah, yeah it, it really wouldn't surprise me. So that was probably the, the really interesting part, and my Bellamy scratching is probably real negative for uh, Baby Paris because yes. it probably left um, it in a, in the same pocket. Yeah. And if Just Go and, and Baby Paris hold their lines really tightly, that's when potentially it gets a bit, uh, bit interesting. But, mm. yeah, the fact that... Sean O'Donnell can pick his back. That's the thing. He can pick which back he wants to be on. And you'd think he'll probably look at the safe option and just go to the breeze back. And if it means um, going, obviously, the long way around, um, I'd say that's what he'll do. But it should be a sit and steer. Well, that, but those, should, should those never, horses- I should never say that. Those horses out the back, they won't be able to- As long as- They won't be able to be close enough to impact the- No, nah, they won't be anywhere near it. They won't be part of this race. Yeah. So, yeah. As long as, yeah. As long as- um, yeah, hopefully Keshaw on Invincible Ruby doesn't start yelling at him from six, <laughs> six, six lengths away because he, he hasn't. <laughs> just you know, Sean, that, just that, Sean, that blinkers be, on, look, looking forward, beaten, please, so. Sean. So, yeah. um, anyway, we'll hold fire, and I'm not really a sub even money punter, but uh, yeah, we'll hold fire. And if we see two bucks, I'll be pretty happy to press the trigger. It's it's actually been well, it's been interesting in like, the trainer's environment recently to see names like Webster, Luciani, Andrews, Parnham, like just 
training like all, boys. All, all in form and they're all stalwarts of the uh wa wa racing trainers scene so um yeah what is uh what is old is new again and uh, some of these some of these stables have got some exceptionally talented horses going around so it's good to see good to see but obviously the placid up prelude this is the first running uh launching into the First five hundred thousand dollar, half a million dollar Placid Arc stakes in uh, that's on uh, in two weeks time on the twelfth of November. So looking forward to that one. That should be an absolute cracker race four. I think it will be as well. And yeah. I like to hear yesterday that Prawns Eleven's going there um, after its win midweek. I think Prawns Eleven is a proper race horse. I don't know if it's as good as these, yeah. but I'm glad it's going there at a real. Well, I'm not actually that glad it's going there because I've had a fairly good crack all show all in. But um, just for the interest in the race, I think it's great that horses like Prawns. 11 go in there with real different form lines so very good horse prawns 11 mm, very good a, horse it was a terrific uh, return oh, yesterday. you know it was an amazing run yesterday alaska, alaska lot what the what was that that was just about the that won't lose anywhere it goes oh well then again if it races like that and finds trouble like it did um it can lose any race but uh that was one of the more eye-catching runs that i've seen in in a bloody long time. Alaska, let's say, so. uh, half to Alaskan God. And a um, friend of the show, Luke Dayton, actually purchased uh, Alaska lot as I a, it was a weanling purchase. for yeah. 6000 And then he sold it at the yearling sales for only $16,000. That's all oh, he could dear. get for it. Josh Crispin Racing was the was the buyer. Um, Jeez. Well, Josh, if you want if you want uh, some other owners, I'm happy taking a share for the oh. same for that price. <laughs> <laughs> After so, the uh, that after, was wild. After the, after the stable, I was like, so, I did, yeah, I was like, what's that horse just poking through after there? The was, uh, relation, sorry. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah. yeah, just some horses really catch your eyes the way they um yeah the way they hit the line. That was, that was something. That was something. Mm. Race four, the Crown Perth Handicap over eighteen hundred meters. We see the return of the WA Oaks winner, Lady Chant, from a um. Almost successful trip to South Australia and second in the South Australian uh, Classic there, a Group 3 2,500-metre race back in May. Um, Pray again, uh, one of the fancies was really unlucky at Northern the other day, Thir uh, third up, stepping up in trip. Truly inspired, very uh, well-related. Cerise and White Runner caught the eye first up over the 1,600 metres. He's stepping up to 1,800 with um, CJP in the saddle and of course banana who uh terry threw out um on the show last week on the quick backup for brett pope and sean mcgruddy race four crown perth handicap guru um yeah well this is one that's still uh this is a race i like the early part of this card what am i trying mm. to say get it out terry um i like the early part of this card the the second half of the card i think it's a lot more difficult it's probably better racing and mm. it'll be more enjoyable to watch so i'm hoping to make our money early um but i really do like pray again here yes. bj i think it'll be very popular uh still 350 380 390 i think that's a Pretty generous little price. Um, always a bit of a query. Like the, the six day 1300 to 1800 is probably not my go so much. But, and this will sound funny and it's not something I look for too often, but the way he carried his head late prey again, he's a horse that's dying to get out over further. Uh, you watch his win against inflation last time out when he will get probably the same run as he'll get here over the mile. He just stretched out so nicely. You can tell he just. He just wants to race over a longer journey. you got to remember he was down 100 metres at Northern. He got held up for half the straight. Northern was a very 
boggy, plotty type of track. Like I just feel like it's really warm. I've done a lot of racing at Northern. It's just not easy to pick up and sprint. And last week it wasn't easy to make an inch of ground whatsoever on Northern Cup Day. Um, and I think he'll be, uh, yeah, he'll love the return to Ascot. The six-day back up after 1,800. I actually <coughs> quite like that for him here. The fact Vitalize, who's an absolute battler, is your current second favourite, tells you a bit about this race. Truly inspired, an absolute battler as well. Um, yeah, I'm... I think I was two fifty pray again. I was pretty pretty short pray again. So yeah, I was three fifty pray again. Yep. So yeah, I think um, yeah he picks himself here. I think the biggest danger is Gobella. Yeah, uh, I've never seen Gobella travel like she did last start. She's a horse that's off the bit and chasing and always making her jockeys uh, earn their riding fee. But um, she she smoked him. They went they went quick. They went super quick. Stevie Parnham found the three wide line with cover and. Um, yeah, she absolutely smoked him. Didn't beat March, but she absolutely smoked him. And if she repeats that performance, she can, yeah, she can 100% win again. She's definitely the danger. Um, yeah, I've marked those a clear one too. Pray again, a clear number one. Um, and then anything. Lady Chant was my third favourite, but very hard to win with 61, three or four back the fence for a horse, probably looking for further. I feel as though the low draw is good for Pray again as well. His last two starts at Ascot when he's been. Uh, three wide line. He hasn't cornered at mm. all. He's got on the wrong leg and lost significant ground, significant momentum. So if he can have a horse outside him, um, I think he will. There looks yeah. to be a three wide line here as well. I'd yeah. suggest that's that's the only concern is you don't want Go Bella in the three wide line. And Steve will remember how well Go Bella Go Bella Go Bella uh, sustained that run last start. So that's probably my one concern. But again. I've, you've got to stop allowing for the good barrier. I'm not allowing for, but thinking, oh, the good barrier might hinder me here because um, I'll, I'll get bad luck in the three wide line will hold me in. And, and that's that's a bad way for the mind to go. But that is definitely how Gobella can win this race. And um, three wide line, back of Aragain, potentially. Um, and off, off off Stevie goes. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've got the Pragan blinkers on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm keen Pragan. I thought the <clears> – What do you think your ROI is on Gobella over the gym? <laughs> I don't think I've backed Gobella too many times, I to have. be honest. Never, yeah. never, when it's, never when it's won. Maybe it won when Ki – back in the day, I might have backed it when Kira won on it on a heavy track. But, I know. Um, um, geez, yeah, Gobella can – Brad McManus has got a theory about Stephanie Bakranich horses. They just don't go at Northern. Um, they go far better and he was all man – came out after just plodding away at Northam and yes. winning a 66 plus. What happened there? Oh. That, as soon as that race happened and I just I just thought, nah, this is going to be a tough day. It would have been nice if, if Brad Brad just sort of crept into the race a little bit earlier on uh, Mystery Island, but um, nice for my pocket anyway. But uh, oh, no. oh, man, off and gone. Oh, man. Deary me. Man, oh, man. Uh, yeah, Ian O'Connor is a big fan of uh, the Butchie, a big fan of Go Bella. So I reckon mm. it'd be interesting to see what his ROI is oh. on. He's a big fan of the Bakrenich stable as a whole, actually. So no doubt he'll be getting invested in Nero Dio in the Prince of Wales, which we'll be getting to soon. My interesting watch runner, uh, who's a big price at the moment, could be a little bit maddy. She is a bit mad, actually, this horse. Mrs. America, um, absolute, was just uh, nothing went right. First up, three and four wide, leading, pulling. Second. Um, sorry. Yeah, second up, last up with, with Sean O'Donnell on board. Um, gets a smother from three, ridden quiet. Paddy Carberry, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mrs. America um, poke through and run top three at a price as well. Yeah, I've sacked her, but I'd, I would not be discouraging you from backing her. Definitely, she's got some upside. Um, well, another, I wouldn't mind my ROI on Cerise and White Runners in the last two months either. Yeah. I reckon it's neg 20 million. Yeah, 
That's not even a percentage. <laughs> that's that's what it is, though. Anyway. I think um, I think I've backed the second horse of the only race they won recently. What was that? Uh, the first fashion stakes, I think, was oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> got, got run down yeah. by Rare Encounter, and I was like, oh, gee, "Gee whiz!" Well, so. the last three, the last three Saturdays have been mm. Treasured Star, Devoted, Billy Ray. Yes, and I think I was on all three. Mm. Actually, I wasn't undevoted in the end because it, it was too short. Thank God. Yeah, but I did me absolute. I, 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 I was on, on the two, other of the, two. two of the three. So, yeah. bloody hell, it's Mastermind time. It is. Listeners. We should get Bob on the Mastermind. Yes, we should actually. He'd be good. Bob versus Liam. Bob versus Liam. Yeah. Exactly right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grandfather versus grandson. All right. We'll be back with the mastermind. BJ. Yes. It is now time for the much anticipated Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition. The grand finale. The media mogul mastermind tournament yes it's been a long journey it certainly has been a long journey but we're uh, arduous arduous but we're here only two remain we'll we'll get to those people very shortly but first of David all David and Goliath <laughs> first of all let's thank our friends up there at the Mundaring Hotel the Mundaring of course has been heart of the hills since 1899 uh located at Jacoby Street Mundaring if you get an opportunity drop in and see the Publican, Ian, Butchie, O'Connor, say g'day. Let him know that you listen to the 1-1. One, one. Feed, flutter, froffies, family atmosphere, big deck, uh, beautiful weather. Hopefully the sun's out this weekend. Uh, get up there and, uh, and support the, uh, the good people from the Mundaring Hotel. All right, we've got uh, two heavy hitters, two true moguls ready to compete for the Friss Guru. We certainly do. We certainly do. Uh, one of them. Undefeated, just about. Mm. Undefeated? I got he's that lost, wrong last time, didn't he's I? Lost he's gone once. down once. Yes, he's gone down once, and uh, and the other man coming off a four 0 drubbing of uh, of one of the pre post fancies, mm -hmm. Scotty Embry. That's correct, correct. So what we'll do is we'll introduce our first mogul. He's a Hall of Famer. From a mastermind oh, point of view, he only he tasted the Hall of Fame. They're probably named the Hall of Fame <laughs> after him. Only tasted defeat once in mastermind history. Let's bring him in, Jay Rooney. Welcome back. G'day, guys. How are we going? Very well, Jay. Very well. How are we feeling going into? I mean, you've lots had a, of pressure, isn't it? Well, there is a lot of pressure. Mm. Yeah, you're sort of going around at the uh, at the shorts. You remind me of Divine Wind in the Collie Cup a few weeks ago, going around <laughs> at a dollar forty with the weight of uh, the weight of the Ascot Grandstand on board. Uh, how, how are we feeling? Uh, you sound a little bit shaky. Oh yeah, there's, there's, there are a few nerves there. There's always expectations on. Um, I think everyone likes seeing the favourites get rolled as well, don't they? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I've, I've openly said I'm cheering for Michael here, and it takes a fair bit for me to cheer for Michael. I like Michael, but not enough to cheer for him passionately. So it's a uh, it's a bit of a lose lose for me today, unfortunately. Hey Jay, uh, it's it's uh, WA Racing heating up big time as we progress towards the pinnacles. No doubt your phones are running hot at the moment. Um, just had a quick job to Jay off air just to say that he's he's is he has he been replaced as the number one newsbreaker in WA Racing? No, I don't think so. Don't think so. Still no. got the mantle. No, because Julio Santarelli is coming in hot recently on uh, in his various uh, media commitments, Julio. So uh, it's going to be a good tussle between good to see Jay Julio back and in, yes, in good health, in good health, in good well, nick, so. fit and firing. So Jay, um, lots to look forward to. We'll, no doubt we'll be speaking to you plenty over the next uh, month or two with the pinnacles on the horizon. Let's bring in our second mogul. 
now uh, he's just he's in he's in career best form, isn't he, this fellow? Michael Heaton. Low bar. Michael Heaton. Welcome back. Hello, boys. Great to be back on. What was the what was the conversations like? Was it a bit frosty between you and Scotty Embry after the uh, the four nil gap job uh, last time you were on the show? <laughs> I sent him a message the next morning. I think it was, and said, uh, this uh, must have felt, must have felt well, for the impressive racing camp when Claire Boyant first got rolled. From his perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, uh, I was on good terms with myself, that's for sure. <laughs> Very well, I didn't good. know Jay had actually been defeated. I thought he was undefeated. No. Who rolled him? Toby Dunn. So there's, there's two, there's two, um, uh, heads. Two, two masterminds, two heads on Mount Rushmore, on Mount Rushmore Toby mm-hmm. Dunn and Jay Rooney. But for, Does Heaton get his head up there for this? Well, this is the thing that we need to determine. Does so, Jordan Turner might need to get his head up there for winning the competition as well? Well, did they win five in a row, though? That's mm-hmm. the thing. So maybe if Michael defeats Jay today, does that get automatic qualification for the Hall of Fame or does he have to go on to win five in a row? In order, we might cross that bridge when we come to it. Very good. Well, all right. well, we're about to find out anyway. Uh, Jay Rooney versus Michael Heaton in the Frist finale. Here we go. <clears throat> Gentlemen, your names are your buzzers and to be crowned this week's mastermind you and the winner of the Frist, you'll need to be the first person to answer four questions correctly. Jay Rooney, are you ready? I was born ready. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Bit of bravado we're not yeah, used to hearing from fame. Mr. Rooney. There that's he the is. Uh, Beating the chest as he walks out. We come from the land down under. Michael Heaton, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. All right, lads. Who am I? At eight years old, the next stage of my career has just begun under my fourth trainer. I'll have start number 43 at Ascot on Saturday where I'll be chasing win number 11, an unlikely win number 11. I started my career with Grant and Alana Williams going under as a $1.45 favourite down the Pinjarra shoot at start number two. I only lasted one more outing with that yard before I was quickly sold for a pittance. After being sold, I won my first six starts for my new owners with Mitchell Pateman guiding me home on five of those six occasions. In fact, Mitch rode me at nine of my ten wins with Glenn Smith, the other hoop, to salute aboard me. I'm best served with lemonade. I had three attempts to win my locally based connections, the Hannon's Handicap, being unsuccessful on each occasion. Interestingly, they were the only three times I lost in the goldfields, winning my other seven. Jay? Jay. Tim's Royal. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Yes. That's the first time I've got to the end of one. I had nothing left that to say. That was it. That was it. <laughs> you were I had out, nothing you're left out to of say. Yeah. I had absolutely nothing left to say after that. So, uh, yeah, Pim's Royale. Pim's Royale. Pim's Royale. Yeah, no, I had no now idea with, that one. Sold yeah, with Graham Ayers. I thought, I thought when I dropped the uh, I'm best served with lemonade, I thought that might have been you, Mickey. I, I thought that would be your type of uh, go after, <laughs> after you've had your third or fourth beer. You might, uh, yeah. You no, might I was in all thoughts of that one. Okay, well, here we go. Rooney won. Rooney won. Okay, 
So the same deal with the who was the last jockey. First to two. You get it wrong, goes to the other person. Rapid um, fire. Yeah, rapid fire. We might go for a couple of sticky ones in here as well just to keep <laughs> things interesting. All right. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Roger the Roman? Michael. Michael. Peter Hall? No. Jay. Three, um, two, Galati. negative. Michael. Michael. Kiriel. Negative. Jay. Brad Rowilla. Negative. It was Ben Patterson. You guys are done. It's two guesses each. I've changed okay. the rules. Oh, on the spot. How's that? Bang. Right. Who was the last jockey to win aboard? Rock on Tommy. Michael. Michael. Peter Nucky. Peter Nucky. Oh, lucky Nucky. Mickey Hayden's on the board. for um, Bill Delty. Yes. The train Doty, sorry. If I haven't pronounced that correctly at all. All right, one nil. First to two. Who was the last jockey to win aboard? Sam Surian. Michael. Jay. Michael. Jason Brown. Meg. Jay. Queen Johnson Porter. It was. CJP took Good over. Good gap. Good gap. Ah, uh, good Ray. Wrote it well that day. It was. Okay, one all. Sudden death. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Special View? Michael. Michael. Lucy. Negative. Jay. Jay. Uh, Joey at the party. Negative. Michael. Oh, that, that was my next guess. Oh, well, lucky. Uh, Holly guess. Watson. Negative. Jay. Oh, Lord. Um, ooh. Mitchell Payman? Negative. That's it. it was two, two. Sean McGrady. Sean McGrady. Sean yeah. McGrady. Right. Okay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Stage Man? Michael. Michael. Pikey? Negative. <laughs> Negative. Jay. <laughs> Queen Johnson Porter? It was oh, CJP. CJP. Double CJP yeah, in there, yeah. you know, really mix it up a little bit. That might have thrown you. So, no, Pikey, Pikey hated riding stage, He man. did. He didn't yeah, get my openly, openly said he hated riding stage, man. So, oh, thrilling, though. It thrilling. Was, that could oof. be the end of who was the last jockey to win a world overall. <laughs> but, like, what a what a journey we've had just on that path on its own. So, all right. So, Jay's off to a fly here. He's, he's off uh, to a fly. But Michael's a good sitting sprinter, though. Yes, that's right. That was a bit of cover. Pounce late. All right. Mm. To Neil, to Jay. Here we go. Who trained West Australian champion, Hall of Fame galloper, Placid Arc? Michael. Don't know. Dead heat? Oh, come on. Surely. All right, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wally Mitchell, wasn't it? Oh, gee whiz. This is uh, is interesting. I think I think fair enough too. I think that's a fair enough protest. So that was the. Uh, do you guys ever used to play Daytona, where if you got too far ahead, the other car just um, they let the like, let you catch up. <laughs> that was like the original. Yeah, one. that was old school Daytona. I've just done. my phones on delay. I'll, I was, would have swore I was first then. I reckon yeah. it was. Both of ours are on delay. I reckon it was a dead eight. Yeah, I I thought I heard the M first. I thought yeah. I. Didn't, we'll call it two one. If it, if it gets tight late, we'll we'll review the. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can do whatever we Mate. want. That's the best. Part. All right, all right. We uh, two one. 
two one. Two one. Like the racing victorious Stewart. Well, well, after everything that's happened in uh, racing Victoria and New South Wales in the last couple of days, surely it's time for the Perth stewards to get involved in a 100%. bit of controversy. So uh, no. here we go. The answer to the next question will be lucky. Will be lucky grey without doubt. <laughs> All right. Yes. Jason Whiting was the successful hoop aboard Lady Chant in this year's WA Oaks. Who was the female rider of Lady Chant at her next start in the WATC Derby? Was it Lady Michael? Jay. Lisa Staples. Oh, that's good. That's good. good. That's a very good get. Yeah. Late replacement rider for Lacta, I think. 3-1 to Rooney. 3-1, yeah. That's that's class. That's that's absolutely yeah. It's that's impressive. Okay. Here we go. Who are the two horses with the first name Elite to have won Prince of Wales Stakes in the last ten years? Michael. 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 Uh Elite Bell and Elite Street. Oh, very oh, good. There's still a heartbeat. There's oh, still a pulse. Here we go. What do we got? Three two. Three two. To Rooney. Three two. Lucky I looked that up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who rode Valor Road to win the 2020 Prince of Wales State? Michael. Jay. Oh, Chloe has a party. Yeah. Chloe has a party. <laughs> Correct. Uh, he's just he's just too good, isn't he? Yeah. He's too good. Through the J and the years. One thing I'll say about Jay, he's very lucky he's got a short name. Yes. It's really easy just to throw it in there. Jay. Oh, it's only it's one letter. Yeah. It's like yeah. Michael. Michael should just use M next time. Right? <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the thing. He's just, it's just one letter. Uh, he's done it. The hot favourite. Mm. He was a tournament favourite from as soon as we took nominations and he, uh, he didn't disappoint. He delivered on the big stage once again. Jay Rooney, congratulations. You are the inaugural winner. Of the fris. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, getting a bit emotional here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> understandable. Understandable. I, I, I 100% robbed you of a, a 4 nil win as well, I suspect. So. You're, getting the, you're getting the Chris, Chris Waller tears, are you there, Jay? What's going on? Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, as, soon as, as soon as Terry told me it was called the Frid. Yeah, I, I had I told him uh, I'll die a happy man if I win that. So. <laughs> there you go. It's a pinnacle. It really is. The, the pinnacles have started early. Hey, Mickey, I'll, I'll change my Twitter bio now. Yeah, Don't worry, we'll be watching Jay. Make sure you yeah. follow through on that. That's for sure. Hey, but, Mickey, a little bit of controversy there, late. You, you thought you heard your uh, your name first there? Yeah, but the phones must be on delay because obviously we both thought we had it the previous time too. Because I thought I was. I'm pretty confident got, got Jay was first as well. <laughs> to be honest, I'm pretty confident Jay was first for the Placid Art question too. I just uh, just wanted to keep things interesting, to be honest with you. So should I admit to that? Probably not. Nah. Yeah. Perth well, Stewards. Hashtag yeah, Perth Hashtag Stewards. Perth Stewards yeah. uh, no, thank- well done, Jay. Too good. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Well thanks for uh, always giving up your time to uh, to um, join us here on the 1-1. One, one. We'll hopefully get you on to do some form with us uh, one one of the uh, pinnacle meetings in the next yeah, month Joe. or so. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks, Michael. Thanks for all your contributions to the podcast. But Jay Rooney, he is the winner and uh, remains uh, on top of Mount Rushmore alongside Toby Dunn from, um, from the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. The Media Mogul Tournament has been run and won. Congratulations once again, Jay. That's another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Mate, big fill up for you. When are you heading up there to, to drop in and see Butchie? 
I'm going to have to soon. I've got a got a few uh, few hundred dollars to spend up there. No, oh, so, the old um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you might you might just about be able to uh, to buy the Monday hotel with all the vouchers you got. Just rock up there and say how much for a share. <laughs> very how much good, for your debt. Very good, Jay. When you, if, if you do happen to go up there and make sure you hunt down the great man uh, Ian O'Connor, get a photo with him with all your vouchers. Chuck it up on Twitter. That'd be fantastic. And uh, yeah, and once again, thanks thanks for all your support for the show. And uh, yeah, congratulations once again. Good luck, fellas. Well done. Thank you, guys. The Friss. Just dominant, wasn't it? From uh, from Jay Rune once again. He's uh, he's just he's just too good. He's too quick. He's just too quick. He's too slick. So <laughs> he is. He is. Um, I liked Michael's tactic in the who was the last jockey. He didn't mm. get the point, obviously, yep. but it was basically just get the horse's name, say the name first and off you go so yeah bit stiff i went the double i did the double jockey on purpose there the same jockey twice because mm. you're not expecting the same hoop twice and obviously stage man was going to be either cjp or uh or pikey with the two obvious guesses so now valent 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 valiant valiant mm. misty i thought i missed an eye there gallant. valiant gallant gallant gallant. Yeah. gallant a gallant of valiant effort yeah valent from uh from michael but uh geez i reckon jay one letter actually I, I think might be unbeatable. i think from a Pro- progression point of view, M. Heaton, he's the real, he's the up and comer. He'll be better. He'll be better as a four year old. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he'll be a better horse as a four year old. So, and that's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. That's not just a throwaway as well. He's no. really come on in leaps and bounds. Yeah, certainly has. No. Um, but yeah, so it still remains. It's a uh, Dunn Rooney. They're the only two that uh, are in the Hall of Fame currently um, for the WA Racing Mastermind, sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel. Who's going to be? The next face up there on uh, Mount Rushmore. So we're looking for we're looking for new talent, more talent. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think we could? We should say, all right, we'll only have questions from the last three years, perhaps that might encourage more people to to chime in. Oh, potentially. I I think we'll we'll work to the crowd to some degree. Mm. I think, Uh, like I said to you today, try and exclude as many Prince of Wales or Asian bow questions as possible because mm. I know Jay's done his research. Not that Michael wouldn't have, of course, as yeah. well, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll play to the crowd. We'll play the crowd. Yeah. We're always up for a few grudge matches as 100%. well. If there's, there's a couple of uh, listeners out there who fancy themselves and want to square off against a uh, an opponent that uh, or a friend of theirs, then uh, we're always up for that as well. So we'll get the mastermind back into its normal, normal what, rotation. Wouldn't mind what up walks coming back on again shortly. <laughs> just, just yeah, I've, my I finally got, finally got rid of the headache from yeah. uh, from last time he was on. So well, um, he, he needs to come on and take some scalps. I think hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that, be a line to take on him. But we uh, the the, uh, the media mogul mastermind tournament was it was your baby Terry and uh, it was uh, it's been a hit. So. Oh, without a hitch as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without a hitch, yeah. Even tried to cheat in the final to try and make it a bit more exciting. So we had, we had two buys. We had a controversy. There was uh, dead heats. There was all sorts of stuff going on. But I think at the end of the day, Jay Rooney uh, is a well and truly deserved winner. Very much so. Very much so. Well done, Mr. Rooney. Rooney. All right. The Friss has been run and won. Spectacular finale there to the media mogul mastermind tournament and we move on to race five the what do you call this race Terry? uh the q claim handicap <laughs> experience more eighty thousand dollars forty three thousand eight hundred and forty to the winner very good 66 plus over the mile 
Uh, Saint Toria, interesting run. A three-year-old who's bypassed the um, the Faritha by the looks of Smart. things, uh, and has really maximised the three-year-old allowance here and gets in very, very well at the weights. Bit of rejuvenating about this, isn't it? Yeah, good placement here. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, looks looks the the weight horse of the day, just about. Plenty of speed involved through Castillo de Lago and uh, Mr. Delegator, but Saint Torio does roll forward and one one could be on offer here. Yeah, something like that. Oh, I think it's been looking for the mile. Um, I just just purely on the fact it's such a big point of difference runner. We've seen all the King's men demolish the older horses. Rejuva King, who I don't think a superstar, came out and beat the older horses very surprisingly. And I think Santorio is probably better than Rejuva King. So um, just purely on the fact it's the point of difference runner, the three kilos it gets for its three-year-old allowance. You've got to have it on top. It's a very difficult one to price because like, we are guessing to some degree. Um, but the fact you've got the two speed horses drawn directly outside of it, it can come across with them, park on them, whether it ends up in the breeze, whether it gets cover 1-1, one, one, as you said, which is a big chance. Um, just with that lightweight, it's got to be hard to uh, to run down. I think I was about 340, Santorio. Not, not in a race I marked with a huge amount of confidence. Um, but... I yeah I suspect just as the point of difference it's it's the one to beat um, strike now second favourite it's an absolute battler if it wins this I'll just about give it up I reckon so um, strike now can't win speed dream is the one when I came into the race that I thought I would find we'll see what the market does late with speed dream um, looked home for the world last start big money speed dream and holy ghost I actually said pre race there's two horses here I can't have it speed dream and holy ghost and they couldn't held the race <laughs> by about with about a three length gap to third so absolutely middled that one uh, for anyone looking at their race books and see holy ghost bar shoes on they were already on last start so don't be too perturbed about that um I'm not sure how Holy Ghost will go with the extra weight. Yeah. The few times it carried well, that both, weight uh, earlier in its career, it sort of peaked on its runs quite nicely. Both nice these horses. Are, so Holy Ghost up five kilos, Speed Dream's up, three, up yeah. three and a half. Speed yeah. Dream's carried weight really well in the past, so I'm less perturbed about that. So uh, Santorio, Speed Dream, and yeah, they're the two we're going to uh, have our focus on, I'd say. I actually think Strike Now can win. It's um, not good. Sorry? It's no good. Yeah, it's-, it's I'll uh, give you a 10 to 1. Ten to one. Yeah, you put it up on the. Ten. I'll give you ten lunches to, to one lunch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Deal. Uh, ten, ten cheeseburgers <laughs> to one cheeseburger. Double, double cheeseburgers, or just a single? Double. I'll, double. Give, you, uh, I'll give you. No, I'll give you a double if it wins by over a half. <laughs> Uh, so right now, point of going on, low draw, drops in weight. Um, Can't use the draw, though. That's the thing. Yeah. The draw is pretty irrelevant for it. Yeah, I just think that he's a uh, shit horse. Nah, that's, that's a bit harsh. No, speed, speed's going to be on. Um, I can I can see it sort of almost following um, Santorio. And I just – if, if – if Castillo de Lago and Mr. Delago really roll along, it's going to be a genuine mile as well, uh, which will be interesting to see how how that how Santorio goes coming out of a couple of slowly run races. But um, but yeah, I thought Strike Now it's getting. I thought the initial Strike Now price was reasonable. It's getting in a bit a touch now, but um, has it shortened? Yeah, a touch, just a touch. So oh um, was sort of about a seven dollar seven dollar pop opening ups now, sort of five fifty ish. In the last hour or two. Um, Look, the one thing I've probably been a bit harsh, the one thing in Strike Now's favour is uh, when you've got the speed on and they're going to be clapping it on and going around, especially 
where the rail will be at Ascot. The, the low draws could be anything. Yeah. The low draws could be anything. So it's just above my – I was sort of 30 to 1, that's all. I, I've got a – 30 to 1. <laughs> yeah, I haven't given it a huge, a huge chance, I don't think. I don't know if I was 30 to 1. That might be a bit harsh. Hang on. Let's see what I was. Let's have a look. Oh, I was $26. All right. $26, so – um, what did you make of the constant dreaming first up run? Didn't mind it. Not bad. Didn't mind it. Not bad. Didn't mind Just it. don't know how it wins from last. Yeah. Very difficult from here. Clint Johnson, Porter back on try for us. Yes. A bit ordinary last start, I thought. Pedernucky gave it a pretty good steer and it just didn't really come into the race. Uh, it's just one of those horses. I it was think a very a, slowly run race, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those horses. I, I think it's pretty good, but just a just a horse. So, um, Yeah. Good it, little race. It is good little race as well. Like Mr. Delegator at the mile, eight starts, five yes. wins, unbeaten at the Ascot mile as well. Might even be suited toe-balling. If it can toe-ball Castillo Del Lago, that yeah. might actually end up suiting it. And just for the listeners, Castillo Del Lago was scratched October 8 at mm. Ascot with hoof soreness, which is why we've got the 35 days between runs. But Guru sounds if like it wins, If it wins here yeah, and you just sort of – you just cop that, don't you? Coming yeah. off a setback – Castillo del Lago, you just go, okay. Too good. Fair enough. Too good, Laney. That's yours, Laney. Um, sounds like you're Santorio? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm not necessarily going to have a bet. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go for a bit of a laugh. I'm going to go strike now. Can win. Okay. Yeah, just, right. for, just for a laugh <laughs> nah, with an nah. F. Laugh. With an F. A laugh. Uh, race six is the Byron Bay Premium Lager Handicap. 72 plus over the 1,000 metres. Uh, Ciparucci makes her return from a break. She trialled up alongside Acromantula, the second fave, recently. So both those two horses resume, and there's a few horses coming out of uh, coming out of lead-up races with, I guess, all-day session, Long Beach, River Bow, Gemma's Sun. They all opted to go to this particular race uh, opposed to the Prince of Wales Stakes later in the program, and I think they've all made the right decision as well. Um, how does the 1,000-metre Byron Bay shape up? Terry? Uh, it shapes up. I, mean, I found this. This was the final race I did for the um, for the evening. Actually, I really deep dove this card. I was a bit uh, disappointed with last week's performance on the um, uh, on the Saturday. In saying that, it was a very funny old day last Saturday. But so I did a real deep dive, and this is the last race. And I thought I'd give it a short shrift, but I ended up giving it a, a pretty good whack. So I think it's a really good betting race, BJ. So Acromantulus had two trials. Um, that's always a concern, but also could be the lads just getting it up to full fitness. Might be close to its mark, I think, with the 59 in this type of grade. But again, Easterly in play. How's the uh, inside pad playing? That could be anything. So good day to be having late bets, by the way. So Acro leads? Acro leads. Now, everyone loves Snipperucci in the breeze, which mm -hmm. I do too, but Snipperucci isn't super, super quick over the first. So... Acromantula could look to break its heart in the first couple of hundred metres here and make Snipperucci do a lot of work to get to the breeze. Um, I'm Snipperucci favourite. I am uh, I took a little bit of Brad's 420 or whatever he went up this morning. Everyone else has gone up sort of 310-ish, 320, which is definitely not going to get me. I, I barely even took Brad's price, to be honest with you. I think I was 350 Snipperucci type thing, but – from the breeze, uh, he could be the she. Sorry, she could be the one who's who's in for a big campaign, even a potentially a late cracker to Colonel Reeves and have a go at a winter bottom on a year. Which who knows how strong it's going to be? Who's coming across type thing? Yeah, or she could just go mares mares race. Yeah, she could do. She could do. You got to dream either, don't you? You got to dream, dream to dream. Big dream to dream. Um, one thing I'll say is I think the the general consensus will be twelve hundred might be a trip, and it might well be, and that's why I'm not too perturbed about missing out on three bucks. 
Um, I thought, she, the two looked, times I thought she looked nice and sharp in that trial. Yeah, the yeah. two times over the 1,000, don't just look at that and go, oh, unplaced twice. Genuine excuses and she wasn't at her best during that time. So they're sort of just forget runs. So, look, I think she's the one to beat. Um, there's not many I, I want to be on here. Like, I'm not back in Riverbow um, with Brandon. I think it's a hard horse to ride and I don't think the apprentice is the go. Gemma's son from the Awkward Alley. I think Gemma's son's going well, but I only want to be on if Pontiff's on from the Feels Awkward. like three wide line Gemma's son, doesn't yep. it? Um, Maybe even I want to come back up. to Long Beach in a minute. Zushan didn't say enough from. Bazoom wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't after seeing Featherweight win for Danny last week. It wouldn't surprise me, but it can win. Well, it's, I think it's six, seven dollars. It can win from near last without me over the thousand for a horse that's probably going to want a bit further. Uh, Vane Temis can win, but again, from a th over a thousand meters from the outside gate, like if it wins, so be it. No Too worries. Yep. Apple Schnapps isn't going, um, which leaves me with Long oh. Beach, who I'm not going to be on. And it is probably to do with the fact that we have a hoop on that hasn't ridden a winner in a couple of years. Now, <laughs> feels like it's not Nascot Carnival unless we get a surprise Jared Noski appearance in the saddle. <laughs> and, and here it is. So Long Beach's last three runs, in particular its last run in the Crawford, have been phenomenal. Like, mm. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, definitely, like I'm seven dollars thirty, so it's actually slightly above my price at um, nine bucks at the moment. BJ, roughly about nine dollars at the moment. I would not begrudge anybody uh, having something on Long Beach. I think they'll look to ride it with a little bit of cover uh, after the success of last start and how strong it looked. I think they might have got into a mindset where this horse had to lead rather than the fact that some of its best runs when it was a Cerise and White runner when it was ridden with cover. So look for Jared Noski to find some cover. Probably no dead weight in the saddle, which is a positive. And look, Jared Noski's a superstar jockey. It's just about having the feel on race day after not having a ride for so long, which concerns me. So that leaves me with all day session. Um, I've been don't tell me. Yeah, I, I don't I, tell I, me. I have been just basically putting a pen through it every single start. I think he's been over racing it. He's he's been just keeping the campaigns going. And then I had a bit of a look, and last campaign at one tenth up beating Kiss on all four cheeks <laughs> in a pretty similar-ish type of race at Ascot. Um, it's 11th up here, so it's not really much different to that. Um, three starts ago, it savaged the line after being held up um, on the wrong part of the deck with the 60 kilos. It then breezed, which is not its go, with 60 and a half. Uh, last start, it sat three deep, no cover the entirety. The thing is, all three, it's travelled so nicely. And you know when all-day session's ready to win a race, it's travelling well into races. Um, it's jumping well. I think can actually hold a spot um, behind the leaders here. I think it can always take the back of Snipperucci, to be honest with you. Uh, and I just think maybe all day sessions ready to uh, to win 11th up after winning 10th up last prep. So, um, yeah, all day session, um, it will probably be the bet for me. I suspect it probably even gets to a bigger price, doesn't it? All day session. Finally, this is it. This is the day, I reckon, Terry. Oh, you're with me? Oh, yeah. I'm, I thought I'm, you I'm were. I'm bloody back to the last 10 Oh, I 10 haven't. Starts, That's the I thing. Reckon. I haven't. I've got – and I've actually said this year in the past, I've got pretty good all-day session timing. So, um, so last uh, – I, I thought this would trade $10 plus, though. So last uh, – Brad I was, went up um, five, which mm, I was I obviously – So, obviously, McManus obviously doesn't mind a little bit of the sesh. Yeah, money um, maily as well. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't want to get, didn't want to get burned by the money maily uh, no, exactly. uh, fan club. Um, last Yeah, last start I was – I was all about uh, Rock and Ori, and um, I wanted to. F I was sort of tossing up whether my chop out would be Riverbow and uh, or 
all day session and mm-hmm. I pulled the wrong rein because of uh, my my all day session. Geez, they both affair. got to from memory. They both got to chocolate uh, prices. Yes, exactly. I think all day. That's why I'm thinking. They'll both ten, eleven, twelve dollars. Well, nah, all day session got to twenty bucks. No, it did. Sorry, you're right. Because you right. remember, I yeah, yes. I actually knocked all day session that bad, but it yeah. got over my price, even though I knocked it that hard. So you're right. But this is a this will be a fascinating late watch market wise. Big chance Nipparucci could be absolutely walloped here and yep. jumped on, and everything else is is out the gate. Acromantula just the way it races. Uh, I think Bazoom will only drift from that price. Long Beach, as I said, it's over my mark at the moment. It's just what people want to do with Noski and the other one. I'm trying to find sure. Jared's last winner. I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, yeah, it's been a while, it's, but he hasn't. He hasn't been riding. He hasn't riding. So. I reckon it, written matter, maybe. Yeah. Really it, yeah. He's, Jared's last race ride uh, was the Belmont Sprint Summers Dat back on the 28th of May. Speaking to Jared recently, um, because he's a dual licensed oh, individual, he the part of the conditions for him maintaining his jockey license is he have to he has to have, I think it works out to be two or three rides per month uh, on average um, throughout the year. So um, if he doesn't have um, a certain amount of rides, he has to relinquish his jockey license, and he can keep his trainer license. Yeah, but right. if he 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 enjoys as part of his breaking in and educating um, business that he runs, he enjoys taking them, especially the trouble horses, taking them through to trials mm-hmm. and putting the finishing touches on them in an official barrier trial. So if he wants to do that, he needs to um, get his race ride numbers up. If he wants to continue doing that, so which is why we'll probably be seeing a bit more of Jared Noski having his two, three, four or five rides per month moving forward. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very good. So, but uh, yeah, all day session. Let's do it. All day session. <laughs> what price were you, Snipperucci? Favorite? Uh, I was favorite, but I was more like four bucks. So, yep. 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 No, nah, I think it's the right situation to look to potentially take it on. Yeah. And I was, what was I, all day session? I was um, 5.50, second five. Yeah, I was four sixty, and but I knew I was over the top aggressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting, like I've got, I think it will trade $10, but very nice. Very nice. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Okay, Guru, it's the first of our feature events. We've got Race 7, the Tab Touch, Prince of Wales Stakes, Group 3. 1,000 metres, the weight for age scale, uh, 14 runners at the moment <laughs> because Jay Rooney has put out a, uh, a tweet on the Twitter uh, this morning uh, alerting listeners, punters, readers that Will Chino is a likely scratching after she will she drew the outside gate from barrier 14. Terry, what were your uh, immediate thoughts when you, uh, when you found out that Will Chino is a likely uh, scratching from this event? Well, I'm following up with my selection from last start with this will test you, and I, I really like it for this will test you um, because the map for me, with Mervyn being gone, it changes the complexion of these races to some degree. But I also think that Indian Pacific might not be going very well, so it might do pretty much the same job Mervyn does. But what it does mean here is I think Brad Parnham and Neville Parnham will say, well, look, 
Indian Pacific's best racing has been from the front. We're not handing up to Wilcino. Because no. my first thought was maybe they'll just come out, you well, know, just well, absolute guns blazing. Brad seemed exasperated after its last start in the um, – in the post-race jockey comments, yeah, he, he was sort of just scratching his head. Yeah. And it sounded like they were going to tinker with tactics. But no Mervyn, Rail's there on offer. They just oh, have to take and it. I think they'll not hand it up under any – because I think that's what you've got to learn with the Pacific. Maybe yeah. that's its go. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what we're going to do, run them along. We're still winning trials doing that. So that's got to be the movement. Um, but um, – so Will Chano likely ends up in the breeze, but I think Money Matters will be really keen to well, get it back. Well, Money Matters has to get across the horses inside it as well. So yeah. it's going to be burning And then this will test you. will yeah. also want a very similar spot to that. Yeah. So Will Chano, I think it might get to the – well, I think it would have got to the breeze. It's coming out. Out. Let's allow for it coming out. So yep. I think it would maybe would have got to the breeze okay, but it also could have got planted and it could have been an ugly run. And um, yeah, I'm not too sure. So look, for, long story short, I'm very happy it's coming out because I think it means money matters, breezes. All this will test you, even mm. breezes and money matters lands in the one one. And from there, from those positions in running, as long as comes the time, doesn't get outside of it and hold it in. And again, I'm not going to allow for bad luck. I'm just going to allow for normal racing luck. Um, I can't see how this will test you if it's held the same form. Uh, as first up, I can't see how it doesn't turn the tables on Miss Kentucky with that new speed map, mm -hmm. and even with the old speed map, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I've already I wrote my preview last night before um, before I knew about the scratching, but I'm only more confident now since finding out about it. So um, yeah, pretty keen. This will test you, BJ. It's um, yeah, its run was three or four lengths better than Miss Kentucky first up. I thought. Mm. Mm. So you, you trust deep. This, you trust this will test you to. To be the same horse? Um, do I trust this will test you? Hang on. Actually, don't you own some of this will test you? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. If I offered too much for a 5% share, they told me to – they said no. And that was Nigel, at, Nigel, and Nigel Ryan. Ryan. I saw yeah. Nigel out there, actually. It'll be with Nigel last week. Yeah. Um, and it looked um, yeah, it looked like I'd, I'd – Dodged a bullet there, but I tell you what, that might be a, a good little purchase now. So if you're looking at this as a well, I'll tell you what, she might even be quite a valuable broodmare actually in time. This well, yeah. Exactly right. She'll have some naughty children, but um, <laughs> yeah, like you, you've got to just say she's more mature. She's settling in her races. Yeah. She's um, yeah, she's she's popping in behind horses like she did in the Cyril Flower last prep and and beat kissing all four cheeks, albeit with a big big weight pull. But um, I, I'm I'm really big on horses that have speed on a turn of foot. Like yeah. That's why horses like Let's Gallivant mentioned it with All Show earlier. Um, they're type of horses that I'm really sort of uh, get drawn to. And, and what we've seen from her is she isn't just one-dimensional now where she needs to go forward and lead mm. to win. So last start was huge. you got to remember, she didn't have Lucy on last start either. Tash, Tash did the best she could from that gate. She got an inch of cover, but she barely had any cover the entirety of the trip. <clears> you know <throat> what I mean? So this, with Will Chino coming out, as I said, she lands either in second or in fourth. Yeah. She, she's either Breeze or she's 1-1. Um, one, one. I'm happy with either of those. And, and if, She's if either Breezing all, or following money matters. Exactly right. Matters. And if, if they've held their form mm. um, from, from their last start, nothing's changed, which I'm just going to allow for. Um, I can't see Miss Kentucky making up the ground required to beat her. Okay. So this will test you. I think, yeah, to be honest, I was going to make probably pray again, me best, but I'll almost make this will test you, me best bet, um, with that scratching of Will Chena. With the probable scratching Probable of scratch. Well, I think I – think Jay Rooney's gone the early crush. I think, I think Dan would be um, remiss if he took her out now because anything could happen. Like Money Matters could come out. Indian Pacific might go – like you never know. So mm. it's got to be – it has to be a race day scratching, you would imagine, for Will Chena because um, if, if Indian Pacific – 
comes out, then it, it changes the whole shape of the race. So um, I imagine that wheelchair won't be coming out before um, or to the death really on Saturday a.m., Saturday morning. But, um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of value in this race. I thought Money Matters was so stiff. It was travelling so well first up. Um, big price, $34, $35 available at the moment. Any Pacific finds the rail if it's a if it's a leader's day. There's 20, some $26 on offer there. Uh, I know he's probably- just, just they're part, both past their best, I reckon. You reckon? It's, it's just that simple. Yeah, like, definitely. I'm, if any Pacific, the money will come again. It's yeah. coming every start. And if it's, if it's been coming before, it has to come when it's going to find the rail. So the money seems to keep on coming for Indian Pacific start after start. And I'm pretty convinced Indian Pacific's done and dusted. But if I say that, it usually gives them- Couple links. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I think this is the day, isn't it? It's jumps and money. From, jumps from money five, matters had its chance. Jumps from two starts ago. On the, I backed it in the birthday, and that that upset me because um, it had every chance against. Sort of comes a time cup night. I don't know if that's great for him. Mm, well, if Fulcino comes out, then money matters can get to sort of come across breeze. Well, you know, and it's is it going to be able to hold out. This will test you. Is depends. Absolutely floating de- at the moment. Depends what. What they, how aggressive they want to be on her, really. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's doing really well, just being happy cruising along. But uh, so I think I feel like there's a bit of value in in Money Matters and Indian Pacific at the moment. And if the prices flip with, um, and this will test you, ends up um, you know matching or almost um, exceeding um, the Miss Kentucky price, and I'll definitely have something on Miss Kentucky. She could get out to $4 plus and end up being a bet for me. So. Yeah, you'll, you'll like my market then. Yeah, what have you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's with Will Chino in it. I've got her about eight, nine bucks. I think. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, but I had her longer as well, actually. Yeah. Realised I was being a bit of a dickhead. So if you were- if you were, I got Nerodio second favourite. Yeah, well- I yeah. thought Nerodio stays in the fence. It wins last start. Yeah. And it's, there's, that's the only difference is yeah. like they look for running inside of him and Paddy stayed in the fence. And Same with Paddy money, got the game. So, yeah, so. it's just whether- I, I just don't know where the money matters what was let down as strongly. What was there? You know? yeah. So Hot Zed was the big eye catcher. But the thing for me is with Hot Zed, I don't think it's a horse that gets held up to the 200 and sprints like that. No. I think it's a horse whose best runs have been winding up into horse races. But um, I'm surprised it's $11 as well. So comes a time is I've got that at strike now type prices. Jeez, I've taken the pond on a couple of times <laughs> at my own detriment. Hopefully it's one winner and it's all day session. Um, now, the one that's big overs in my market, I don't think I'll even back it because I'm pretty much – in the this will test your vortex, especially with that impending scratching, mm-hmm. um, is Stage Man. Yeah. Is Stage Man. So yeah. I thought Stage Man was just as good a run as a lot of the ones we've just mentioned first up. And um, Clint goes back on its second run back in the state uh, after going east. Um, you got to remember the horse still is Stage Man, unfortunately. Um, but I tell you what, if you're looking for a, a little place heavy bet or even just a place bet, I think there's five, six dollars a hole for Stage Man. A horse that, uh, Geez, if you go through its last five, six, seven runs in WA, I haven't got him in front of me, but I bet you it's second to Elite Street, second to Elite Street, third to Elite Street. It's consistently matching him um, at weight for age. So if I was going for a roughie, it'd be stage man. Mm. Okay. Do you see the um, the reasoning behind the Dan Morton's opting out of this particular race? Do you think it's a with Will Chino. With Will Chino. Yeah, I, I can. Coming off the injury, you get caught deep again. I mean, that's one aspect I don't know much about how much. And I, I actually spoke to Mitchell Pateman about it briefly. 
uh, before this Latesha's first up run, I said, how badly can it cook a horse if you get caught four deep? Like, can you end a prep? Can mm. it, like, how much damage? He goes, yeah, if, if things go wrong and they pull up to stress, you could ruin a whole prep to try and get one extra run in when maybe that's not even your grand final. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that side of things, I've got no real idea on horse management um, type thing. But, uh, yeah, if he comes out of this, so especially a race where he's 750 at the moment where I'm looking. I've marked Will Chandler about 7, 750. Um, like, what, what, you're not giving up that much necessarily mm. coming out of it, I don't think. So, um, yeah, I think for the sake of what's to come, if you draw inside Indian Pacific at your next run, because they, they look the two likely leaders for these you know, races going forward, I mean, do you know who starts favourite here? Will Chino, mm. you know? So, but you could be cooking all that by parking deep and, and, and giving the mare a tough run. And she says, nah, that'll do me this prep, lads. So, if she comes out, she'll be going a month between runs into the Colonel Reeves Stakes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is two weeks. And then if she draws the 15 again in the in the Colonel Reeves, I would just about um, do the same thing mm. and go straight to the winter bottom. All right. All straight right. to the big dog race. Okay. So, that is the- Draw barrier one. That is a Prince of Wales stakes. Who'd you tip? Uh, this will test you. No, I, I like Miss Kentucky as my tip, uh, but I want to see the price. I want to see the this will test your money come, and Miss Kentucky maybe four dollars plus would probably get me. I'll okay. definitely be having something on Indian Pacific, and what's the other horse? Money matters at a, at a spec as well. Money matters. Yeah. Okay. Um, race eight is the Asian Bow Stakes. Now this has become quite the, the Allen border. Yeah, this has become quite the uh, the um, lead up for the railway stakes, hasn't it? It's been very fashionable, um, and as a result, it's attracted a uh, quality lineup. I'll ask you a question: Would you have liked to have seen some selective? I don't know what powers they have. You know more about this than I do. Would you have liked to have seen some discretionary balloting? Yes. Um, the answer should be yes here. Yeah. How much better is the race if Carly's <laughs> Karma and, and Rock and are in it and Nerf Bosk and I don't know, whatever else isn't in it, Platoon or Excellent Dream maybe. Excellent Dream's good for the map. But, yeah, come on. Grow up. Oh, no, it's fair enough. It's Grow ratings. Up. It's all. It's fair <laughs> enough. It's all ratings. It's, it was fascinating watching the jockey appointments as they came because yeah. Sean was booked to Carly's Karma instantly. And then it was a lang on, and you could see Stevie Parnham wasn't booked to anything because he was, I presume, going to ride Rock and Nori. Um, that was the way I got the feel, and it, it was a late one. Well, hang on, these other ones are running, so we're going to have to ride them. And fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, fascinating stuff. I, so I haven't got a clue who's going to win this race, BJ. Last year was the race was won by Western Empire. Western Empire. What did he do? He won the railway. Oh. <laughs> Year before the race was won by Inspirational Girl. What did she do? She won. Uh, prior to that, Samizdat won. Regal Power ran second. Mm. He won the railway. Year before, Galaxy Star won the Asian Bow Stakes, went on to win the railway. And the year prior to that, the Asian Bow Stakes was won by Puna Moo. Um, who didn't win the railway, but he did go on to win the Kingston Town, which is now, of course, the Northerly. So it's quite the race these days, the Asian Bow Stakes. And the reason for that is this is a handicap. You'd think yep. the least year weight for age would be a better form reference being mm -hmm. a weight for age race, but the problem is anything winning a weight for age race is going to be carrying something near top weight in a railway stakes. While the winner of this on the minimum, an Alaskan God on 92, a devoted 
who will get a big whack if it wins it but needs it. Yeah. Uh, Tricks of the Trade, last or any of them will get in. Treasure Star, Carly's Karma will all get in on the minimum in a railway or very close to the minimum on a railway. So that's the key. And uh, I tell you what, this is pending who comes across. I'm still a bit confused. I know Ayrson's coming and a few other horses that I don't even know mm. who they are, what they do. And they might be, tell you what, it might be an Eastern Staters year because I don't know how deep some of this is. We're, we're talking Tricks of the Traders currently. I think the – Tricks of the Trade and Alaskan God are equal WA-based favourites for the railway. Tricks of the Trade beat – and, yeah, it was a great win with the big weight, don't get me wrong, but it beat Brooklyn Pier by a lip. Like, still, we've still got to sort of look at that and go, oh, hang on. That's a bit of a worry, isn't it? That's mm. a bit of a worry. In saying that, I don't know really what's coming um, class-wise. I don't really follow it at all. Anyway, I, uh, I don't know, BJ. Well, Map, excellent dream leads. Who's going to be brave enough to come across from a wide gate – to take out, take out the breeze. Oh, I don't think it's bravery. It's lack of options for MTA. I'd suggest from that gate with Holly Watson. It has to on. be. It has to be MTA. Doesn't it? Yes, MTA will come across. I think Kira will be. I, th- I don't. I haven't spoke to the spoke to the ad, but I, I presume with Search and Rocks, they'll be open because they need to win this to qualify. Really, I I understand they can go to the Lestier next week and take on horses like Peters. Peters would be the second option for her. Yeah, yeah, that rating. You're right. Yeah, exactly right. Actually, sorry. Um, but yeah, so but I just know with Search and Rock, she went forward, started last prep. So then yeah. she went forwardish in her trial from memory, I think, as well. So there's look, if she jumps well enough, they might be willing to look for a spot or end up in the breeze or something. So she's a possibility of doing something of that nature. Titan Blind is in 14. I think they'll realize their best chance of winning the race is not going to be dropping it out, even though it did hit the line super a few starts ago from very far back. I think it'll look for a forward midfield spot. I agree. Long story short, with all those horses drawn wide, the potential to roll forward, that there'll be a three-wide line without doubt. Excellent dream should be stopping on them. Um, you would suspect uh, at some point MTA, the same thing. I, I really like MTA, but in this type of field, you'd suspect MTA is not going to be taking him. Superman into it. So if you've got a horse uh, leading up a three-wide line like a Titan Blinders, like a Search and Rocks or something like that. It could be a really nice line to be in with excellent dram and MTA potentially um, not giving the world's biggest kick. So yeah. three-wide line horses. So that's that's why horses like Alaskan God from 13, um, uh, Devoted 17, uh, Tricks of the Trade in 18. Um, it might almost be a, um, a blessing in disguise being out in that line, especially later in the day because mm. you, you can um, – it does tend to fare up at Ascot. But dearie me, um, Alaskan God's obviously the interesting runner. You, you can tell me more about what Danny's thoughts are um, with Alaskan God, but no trials coming into this. What's what's going on there? Just confident? There's an air, <laughs> they must admit there is an air of – every time I mention Alaskan God, there is an air of just – you should see BJ. It's just like he – yeah – it's just an air of confidence. Yeah. yeah. The stable has a lot of faith. In I this, know. In this I've horse. heard that. A lot of faith in this horse. And Danny has a lot of faith in his system of being able to get them fit um, on the track. Um, he's not a huge trialer of his, of his horses, especially um, once they're sort of seasoned. Um, so no no real surprise. I, m- I must say, though, that uh, the, the formula – Recent, well, last year's formula anyway, in regards to Western Empire, I think it was two trials into the Asian Bow first up. And I think Regal Power, even when he ran second to Samistat, had a couple of trials leading into this. Inspiration Girl was already racing. Uh, she had race fitness up um, when she won the 
Asian bow. So, yeah, look, to answer your question, they're very confident. Uh, I was sort of always of the opinion that the 1800 northerly would be his target race. Um, Danny is um, – yeah, he's he's confident he can. He's got the horse that can win both, really, mm-hmm. um, with a with slice of luck and all that sort of stuff that has to happen on race day. But quality wise, and just the way that he's he's come back as a four year old, um, the yeah, his his form on the training track, everything points towards a elevation from this horse. And yeah, it's, I think Dan from the fir- like his first prep thought he was his Melbourne Cup horse. So it's no surprise that he's got a huge opinion of Alaskan God and heading to this race on Saturday expected him to be super competitive and um, bouncing, bouncing into the railway. Yeah. J-Dub. Uh, would Danny be disappointed if Alaskan God doesn't win? Uh, I'd, be, I'd I would say he'd be disappointed if he doesn't run, yeah, sort of doesn't go close to winning exactly. Um, it, yeah, as you said, like three wide line, it feels like he's just going to be in the right spot. Um, Never know how these races are going to pan out. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, what about like, Excellent oh. Dream goes bananas out in front and stretches them out? And, and one yeah. thing I should – I'm probably being a bit harsh on Excellent Dream mm-hmm. and um, MTA there. Both are racing really well. And if you look at the weight swings Excellent Dream gets against horses um, like that it raced first up. Do you remember when Luke had it for the first start and Bo rode it and yeah. it got held up behind in the entirety? Have a look at the weight swings Excellent mm-hmm. Dream gets on those runs. The last start, it went mad. So I'm not saying Excellent Dream can win, but it can give him a – it actually can give him – I've probably been a bit harsh when I said before. It can give him a really good card up into it. So can MTA. So, um, you know, one horse who, who will start 100 to 1, and he's only 30 at the moment, but he will start 100 to 1. And if they just ride him to my instructions mm-hmm. – Are you listening? He's not impossible. No, I'm going to give him a call actually uh-huh. tomorrow. Um it's not impossible. Just do not leave the fence with Notorious One. Let it. You've got an inside barrier. You've got a strong left-hand whip jockey. Just don't – just tell Lactar if they don't lay off, like if Excellent Dream stays in the fence throughout or if Let's Gallivant doesn't come off the fence, just get held up the entirety. But why, Bad luck. Do not leave the fence. Why this is would, still the quickest horse point to point. In, why would uh, Rails Romoli ever leave the rail? We did on the road. <laughs> He did it on Renarodio, didn't he? I would just be telling him, do not – I don't care if you get held up the entirety and it looks yeah. ugly, do not leave the fence. Who did this – who ran second to Western Empire in this race last year after doing everything wrong in the run? Notorious. Notorious one. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to need more than 30 to 1. <laughs> I, was, I, I priced it aggressively at $18, $19. So, it's going to need um, – yeah, I reckon I'll see 50 60 70 80 bucks about it, surely, mm. in a field of this nature. Might need a bit of pogo stick, I reckon. Oh, 100%, but yeah. I'm going to be getting 80 to 1, so I'm going to be getting my uh, – yeah, I'm going to be getting the right price. And if it won at 80 to 1, I don't think I could live with myself and I wasn't on. I actually wouldn't I actually wouldn't be able to live with myself. I mean. Yeah. Look, so, I, I – yeah, I t- getting back to – Like what, High Fry winning yeah. the other day, that was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. I had that significantly short on a leader bias day. Anyway, continuing. Yeah, getting back to Alaska, I expect him to call up and explode late, whether he runs out of runway and it's a building run towards the railway, but either way, I expect him to be strongest late. Okay. Confident of that. I think last of the line is just about the map. Map horse. Yes, yeah, I agree. Definitely, you know, you know definitely the, the map, map horse. Treasured, treasured star. star. We'll yeah. with him. Like, what, what do we do with these horses that failed last start? Like all of them. Like um, treasured star is going to be coiled up with fifty-four kilos, and then just going to get clear air. You'd think follows last of the line, which is the exact horse you want to follow. Yeah. The ho- treasured star can actually jump really well, looking at its trials and looking how it jumped first up. So don't think it has to get too far back no, from it, six. It, so. it will be uh, CJP will be have to be tracking last so of the line. Surely. It was the railway stakes favorite before its last start failure. Um, so yeah, that's 
Uh, it's just so, one of many fascinating aspects. We haven't even discussed Tricks of the Trade, who's going to have to probably come from Last. the same spot as yep. uh, Alaskan Gods. Um, yeah, also, we haven't, we, haven't, we, haven't the, discussed, uh, we haven't discussed the placement of Captain Chaos, the 60 kilos top weight. From Captain Gaten Chaos Sa makes well, no sense with the list here next week. Yes. Unless, yeah, I'm not sure why it's not racing in a, in and, a and, weight and for it, age it, race, it, it which it would probably be. Hard to beat him. It being the top weight in this race has sort of compressed the scale a little bit. Yeah, it's so not, not good for Bob's other runner in uh, Devoted. So, no, very odd placement, Captain Cast. And it's 81. So, um, yeah, unless unless you want to go third up into a railway, I'm not sure. Potentially. Yeah. First up, second up, third, third up. up. Yeah. yeah that, that's an odd. Because what did he win? He won the high period, didn't he? Yeah. So he was third but up into the high period. Those horses are getting weighted too badly. I know. They're getting maybe he's trying to mirror, mirror the way that he won the high period. What was that? That would have been like third up, Roma Cup, Belmont Sprint, high period. And maybe he's trying to sort of get another run into him, which is why he has to go around in this race. Perhaps. I'm just trying to yeah. think, think the what the – the sensibility would be in putting chaos in this race when the last is on next Saturday. But um, Matt Horse is last. Maybe, maybe Stephen Miller's given him a little sling and said, come out in the morning off. So I last of the line stays down in the weights because the horses that suits that does are- not, um, That does not happen. Last of the line, notorious one, Titan, Blinders and Platoon. They're, yes. the, they're the big winners. And Alaskan God to a degree because it gets a kilo less than it would have done. Yeah. To so, a degree. Yeah, to a, to a very small degree. So, uh, maybe, maybe it was Danny. Bloody, might bloody been, brilliant. Might have been BJ. Bloody, bloody brilliant edition of the uh, Asian Bow. So many question marks. Um, <laughs> and uh, full field, like it's just, it's a ripple like the market. What do we got here, Terry? We got- Alaskan God and Devoted are sort of sharing and Tricks of the Trade are sort of sharing favoritism, flip-flopping between five, six dollars type thing at the moment. Love and, a good flip-flop. And then everything is sort of ten dollars plus and, and and as you mentioned at the start, what happens if Carly what happens to the market if Carly's karma gets a run? So Yeah. I mean she's drawn hope, four. Hope she does. She's drawn four, she's gonna be in the spot. So mm -hmm. cracker. Yeah, cracker. Cracker. I'm sticking with um I'm going to back the field. No, I'm, <laughs> I really don't know what I'm going to back. For the sake of a tip now, and I'm going to need a bigger price to back it, I'm definitely going to stick with Devoted as my, my tip. I, right. still, I still think Devoted's a, a superstar. You know, since it's gone to Michael Grantham, every single run, has, even trial, has just been so elite, mm. so, so, so elite. And last start, it just got punished yeah. for the decision to put the apprentice on. It only yeah. had 60 and a half. Look what Tricks of the Trade did. Like, that's just – that's – that's this rear, I don't know. That's not the management that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, did not understand that. We said that pre-race, got absolutely belted. That was the only positive to come from that as it started too short to do me ass on. Um, but, yeah, I still think Devoted is the one to beat in the railway. Okay. But it has to win this or the RJ now to get a start. It might not have to, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, 85, Raider. Yeah. Bloody, it'll have to do something. 85 is not going to get you there. Yeah. 85 will not get you there. Look at some of these other horses. That, everything. It's the lowest rated in this race, isn't it? <coughs> I think it's the lowest rated horse in the final field. Yeah, I, I think it, a lot will depend on how many, if any, uh, come over from the east to, to have a crack. Well, they'll all want to have a go. All these will want to have a go at their eye if they mm -hmm. can. Maybe. Um, I'll, I'm tipping Alaskan God and I'll be backing Last Align as well. Okay. Uh, devoted. Notorious one. That's a don't leave to one. the Don't rail. Fence, no. No? Your name's not get wide, Ramoli. <laughs> uh, all right, BJ, it is now time for the Get Out Stakes. And what a special one it is for Joan Parnham, S-T-E-A-K-S. Joan Parnham's 90th. Yeah. 
Joe, and the, you, you spoke about this earlier, the record of, of family pe- just family members winning, their, winning the race named after. They just don't lose. Yes, yes. And uh, Joan Parnham, Neville's mother, is uh, Neville's got the, the fave, isn't he? Settling up the fave. Certainly faves. does. Um, Certainly does. With the uh, grandson on board, is that right? Uh, Who's I'm on board? Not, I'm not. Steve's definitely on board, but I'm not sure. Uh, Steve's on board, yes. About all. Yes, the family tree. No. Yes, the family uh, tree. They haven't gone for the claim. Uh, Stevie Parnham on board. Neville Parnham train. It's just all coming up Parnham, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it certainly in is. In the get out. So, but we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, sorry. Because the uh, the get out stakes is um, proudly brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Timmy Hewitt, one of the uh, lucky owners of Featherweight, who got the Chocolatis first up last Saturday. Not a bad win by Featherweight. Um, Very good win, yeah. Good, uh, good man, Mario Delina, back yourself, is in is a shareholder in uh, Featherweight as well. Timmy Hewitt, he's the captain out there at Market City Meets. Um, make sure that you uh, drop in and um, say hello to Timmy. Uh, red carpet treatment, Market City Meets, 100%. And of course, Timmy wanted us to run the uh, Get Out Stakes Super Mega Bonus last week's edition of the One One, where uh, if you donated to the Team for Robbie Harvey Coast Trek Fund, that uh, and you won the Get Out Stakes, that you'd be eligible for a one hundred dollar uh, package from Market City Meats and a one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. That offer still stands, Terry, oh. as it didn't go off last week with Tim Dunleavy. He got the he, he won via Sam White rule um him and uh rob chabot they both had holy ghost by 0.05 of a length and he won by 0.04 of a length so Mm. tim uh, was first in and that's why he won the 50 dollar meat pack from market city meats however he didn't get an opportunity to donate to the fund therefore we're going again we're running it back oh bang so don't forget donate to the robbie harvey coast trek fund uh Get your entry into the Get Out Stakes. If you win, double bubble, $100 across the board, Market City Meets, Mundaring Hotel. Um, and it's not only are you supporting a great cause, but, yeah, you are uh, got a big collect there um, coming up into the uh, summer months here in Perth, Western Australia. So to get your entry in to uh, the Get Out Stakes, to get your opportunity to have a crack at the big prize, at the one one pod on Twitter, let us know who you think will win race night at Ascot on Saturday. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and the Sam White rule applies as always. Guru, uh, first in, best dressed. First, Joan Parnham's not here. First in, best past the post. Um, okay, Brooklyn Pier. The way this, well, the way this yard is going at the moment, the way Steve's going at the moment, this is almost immoral, isn't it? Stevie, <laughs> me. Stevie P. He's riding. He's riding superbly. He's, he's riding back. with a lot of. Uh, he is back. He's <clears> riding with a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence at the moment, and it's very noticeable. Well, look, this horse is um, really suited. They love the horses. Are loving him, aren't they? The yeah, moment. they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brooklyn Pier is really suited from a good draw. Um, yeah, from gate one, it's a horse that can begin reasonably well. Pods you up behind Special View and K May, and uh, with even luck, has to be hard to beat. You got to remember, Brooklyn Pier is a real, real nonny. Uh, has been over the journey. Um, I know its last three placings behind Let's Gallivant, Carly's Karma, and Tricks of the Trade read read, read, well. read really well. Yeah. But again, he's given him peaches every single time. 
and that's just sort of where it lands and where it finishes its races. And look, it's, it's got to be very it's, hard to be here. It's consistent, honest, yeah. But I mean, we go back to it's run against Ginger Grain two starts ago, one start for Ginger Grain, and um, there was nothing between it and the run of Ginger Grain, who perhaps got a little bit further back and things didn't go to plan in the run. So Ginger Grain's probably 1-1. One, one. Uh, Brooklyn Beer's probably leaders back. Don't think there's much between them. Brooklyn Pier potentially has come on from its last run more, but I mean, I don't, I don't know that. For a fact, um, yeah, I just I'm three dollars forty three fifty Brooklyn Pier, and that's as short as I I wanted to go. What are we talking at the moment? Brooklyn Pier three twenty three thirty. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, this is not the type of horse I'm going to back at that price. Um, Ginger Grains under my price as well. I was about five fifty Ginger Grains four eighty at the moment. What um, price, Ronan Fire? Uh, I've taken a set on the two horses who I don't think run fourteen hundred. Yeah, so I've just taken a set and said not for me. So rain of fire and probity. I've um, I've looked around. I think Kay may improves panels here. Panels and panels yeah. and panels. Yeah. Um, special view was super at its uh, Brian Kersley debut. Who was it with first? Uh, <laughs> it was super at its Brian Kersley debut. Big butter boom one first up off a similar freshen up last campaign. Groundbreak hit the line really nicely. Groundbreak was good. Yeah. So all that being said, the wrapping things up here on the Joan Parnham 90th birthday. Happy birthday, Joan. Um, final thoughts on the Joan Parnham. Oh, we've got to go with – we got to put Brooklyn on pier on top. Whether I end up having a bet or not will be at the behest. Do you like the use of the word mm. behest of, uh, of Betfair? But um, one thing I will say, very interesting from the Pierce is to go again up to the 1400 with probity with yep. all the continual failures. So I think in their mind there's reasons for the failures and not the 1400. So fascinating watch from another form yard. Well, probity and rain of fire were sort of a bit sort of – Stiff last start, weren't they? Poking through late. Yeah, they were both very stiff. Hitting the line. Both very stiff, but every time they've been stiff and then gone to the 1400, they've failed. They just haven't run it out. So, um, yeah, if you get a massive on pace day, it wouldn't surprise me if Special View and KMA give real good kicks here as well. So, yeah, yeah, good, uh, tough little race to finish the day. Pims Royale right down the bottom there. My Looking view, for win number 11. My view is was, uh, both yourself and Cripper liked uh, Ginger Green in that uh, race opening day, Ascot, yep. and just happened to run into a fire-breathing Carly's Karma. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Ginger Green finished alongside Brooklyn Pier. No, it was, yeah. on that, yep. it was at Brooklyn yep. Pier. Yeah. It was about an eight-horse photo for a second. Uh, and I think he actually, the stable mate actually, he missing, got in his way a bit uh, on that occasion, Ginger Green. So I believe he probably should have run second. Mm-hmm. Um, gets the map. Here, uh, nice little freshen up for Ginger Green. I, I think he can he can knock off the fave in the last Ginger mm-hmm. Green on top. We just know that Brooklyn Pier is going to win, don't we? No, yeah. we're not going to be on it. Neither of us will be on, but you mm. just know for Joan. Yep, Joan, Neville, for Joan. Stevie, the, mm-hmm. whole, the whole extended Parnham clan. Um, exactly right. It's going to be a big celebration. So it should be. If the only uh, the best. Yes, good innings. Only 10 away from a letter from the – oh, geez, the king. The king, Chuck. Oh. There you go, dear okay. me. Yeah. Um, if you're still the king in ten years. Yeah, down that path. I was actually going to say something of that nature myself, and I thought, you know, what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to shut up. All right, let's take, let's shut up. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with our best, our manies, and our lays. All right, let's wrap this one up, Terry. What's your Betfair best betting proposition for Asian Bow Stakes Day? Well, I'll go on current prices. I was happy for it to be. 
one of many, to be honest. I would have made it Lexington City, Ollie's Choice. All show is well above my price and is stiff not to miss it. It's just that it's sub-even money. So we'll look for something a bit more expansive with Will Chino coming out. Real keen, this will test you too. But the one that's the furthest over my price at the time of recording is Race 4, Pray Again. Pray Again, yeah. So that's what we'll do. We'll get religious. Sounds good. Yeah, Pray Again was the first – glancing through the fields uh, for the first time – just um, Pragan was the horse that really stood Dogs out. Balls. Stood out like the proverbial. Um, you go Pragan. I'm just going to lock in the uh, the all show dollar ninety. <sighs> That's just uh, no. no. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that is just in a five horse field. It? Just uh, to Gary, uh, Maddie, um, Maddie, all show. <laughs> the dollar ninety. Uh, no, Maddie. Uh, I've got stage man thirteen, fourteen dollars. Um, we were just talking about it off air very briefly. That probably does want twelve hundred meters this stage of its career, but um, just his performances in Western Australia, even over these thousand meter journeys, if, if everything falls into place, he can he can win the race. So we'll go with stage man. You don't often get a Maddie with CJP and Adam Durant at three and white colours at twenty dollars plus. So stage man. Probably like last week though, I probably won't even back it. Same colours, my Maddie. Uh, and uh, as, the, yeah, as the name suggests, so race four, number 11, Mrs. America, who is bananas, oh, but if wow. she puts it all together, that is value, $23, best value. Okay. USA? Yep. Lay, lay, lay. Uh, well, lay, lay, lay. We'll go with, seeing as I was so passionate, six bucks, it's, it's, not, all, it's, not, all that, uh, it's not all that bold really, but uh, we'll go with um, strike now. What was, our di- what was our cheeseburger arrangement? Ten to one. Yeah. You get doubles if wins by over a half length, so <laughs> it's a unique one. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's us. So race five, I don't think strike now is uh, a winning chance in that. Uh, Vitalize is four dollars three. That was the other one. That was the other one I'd in, written, and the, basically the same price as Pray Again. You're We're both super you? keen on Pray Again's got lengths on Vitalize. Deary me, Vitalize my lay anyway. Vitalize was a footballer. It'd be Josh Battle. A battler. <laughs> I tried to think of something better there. Nothing was coming out. Hey, BJ, it was uh, that brings us to the end. Yes. Um, I'm very hungry, which is good. So I'm going to go and eat some some tuna on toast, maybe toast a bit of cheese on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, watch the second at Northern. Oh, it's running now. Yeah. That's how much interest I had on the second at Northern. <laughs> I didn't even know it's running. And you know, for me, that's a rarity. Uh, if Will Chano's coming out, scratch it soon so we don't get deductions. And just, just note right now, it's about $7.50, $7 across the agency. So we should see roughly a 10 cent deduction when Will Chano comes out. If there's a bigger deduction than that, it's because the betting companies are rorting us and they're shortening it unnecessarily. So do not um, do not stand for that. Get up in arms and, and and start throwing things. So hang on, that's a Terry. Is that a Terry's tantrum? Well, not quite. No, it's just a just pointing, just out spitting something. facts. Yeah, just yeah, just just what am I doing? I'm rhyming. <laughs> I'm dropping beats, <laughs> dropping beats. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. No, I. <laughs> Just still upset me. Anyway, but uh, thank you to Simon Miller. Always a uh, couple of tremendous uh, line one liners mm. from uh, from Simon, as we always get. Uh, very confident with Amelia's jewel going forward, and we're looking forward to seeing her campaign. Appreciate his time. Thank you to our two finalists yeah. and all the competitors from the uh, the Mastermind tournament. Um, everyone, everyone, yeah, gave everyone, up exactly right. Yeah. Commiserations to to Mickey Heaton. Well done to. Uh, Mr. Jay Rooney, Mr. Mount Rushmore himself, just mm. too good. Too just strong. too good. Too strong. Uh, we return next week, post-Melbourne Cup Day. It's all happening. And until next week, I'm the whole one.